Hello and welcome to episode 57 of the Ram Nintendo Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. And this episode is Strikes, Aces, and Balance Boards, which, uh, if you couldn't really tell, it, we're theming the episode around Wii Sports Club and Wii Fit U, and we'll have impressions of both of those games later in the show. And honestly, when we were going into this episode, like, you know, as we were prepping for it, so to speak, we thought that'd be all the news there is. Like, two weeks ago, we're like, oh, next episode, we'll talk about this. That's really all we thought there'd be. But then, uh, you know, we expected to be kind of a lol it's the holiday season what could nintendo announce we already know all their games coming out but then uh nintendo decided to go crazy and pretty much every regular thing we talk about nintendo directs jason sales corner financial reports nintendo they all kind of popped out the same in the same week so in a way it's fitting this is our second anniversary episode we the site went live well technically three days after this episode goes live but close enough so it's kind of funny that we have a nice big episode full of a lot of interesting news to celebrate that second anniversary. So um, usually we only cover one or two major things, but there's so much this week. So we're, we're going to kick off with a Nintendo Direct. We're going to talk about the Wii Mini. Uh, we're then going to talk about the promised Q&A that Satori Wa, Nintendo's global president, had with uh, the investors at Nintendo's last financial briefing, which we mentioned last episode that we'd be talking about this episode. So that's happening. And then there's a Jason Sales Corner for October Sales. And, of course, those game impressions of Wii Sports Club and Wii Fit U. Plus, 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 for a two-year anniversary, be sure to stick around till the end, because we're doing a special giveaway, and we're going to announce how it's going to work, but you can win yourself $20 in eShop credit, no strings attached, just straight up 20 bucks to spend on Wii, you know, Wii Sports Club if you want the whole package, or to put towards any game you want. It's yours. It's all yours. So, yeah, stick around for that at the end, or jump to the end if you are mean <laughs> and uh, also you can use timestamps on the blog posters episode ramtown.com to find the exact topics that you're interested in we have that all listed out so enough of the enough of the housekeeping there's a lot to cover um yeah yeah oh someone <laughs> does like my housekeeping all right sorry so let's kick off our two-year anniversary episode with uh nintendo direct which came out of nowhere this past wednesday and um i think arguably the biggest news in that nintendo direct was reggie's ability to possess elevators and I talked to people part, unfortunately. Really, as the beginning, it was... Uh, I I came in halfway through a Link Between Worlds trailer and... Oh, yeah, that's, like, right after. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I... I mean, I didn't miss much because I wasn't planning on getting the game anyway, but it just started... Yeah. There. But, yeah, no, it was Reggie talking to Bill Trennan, Nintendo's head of localization... Of uh, the treehouse. Did they do the, like, through oh, I didn't see elevator. you there, or... No, he wasn't even in the elevator. It's oh. Bill Trennan and, um, I'm blinking on her name from IGN, the, the, the... What's her name? She used to be an editor for the Nintendo team, and then she went over to Nintendo directly. No pun intended. To Nintendo. She, I forgot her name, but she uh, is, like, now at Nintendo, and she was in. Yeah, it was Bill Tran, her, and an elevator, and then Reggie starts talking through, like, the emergency system on the elevator. Uh, it's just like, Bill, is your body ready for the Nintendo Direct? And it's like, I'm in an elevator, Reggie. It was, like, the most cheesy thing ever, but I just had to. Why are we in analyzing this much? <laughs> anyway, the real news wasn't Reggie's ability to talk through elevators. It was probably that Nintendo Network IDs are now officially coming to the 3DS in a firmware update a mere month from now, at most. Or sometime in December, basically. No, that's the biggest news. I would say it's the biggest news mm. because it's a pretty big, par- like, not paradigm those, shift, but those, it's a big change. Those themed the- eShop cards are pretty Oh, you think the Bow- oh, your, your Bowser, your Bowser gift, uh, eShop Kendar card that mm. you desperately want? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're a Bowser fanboy, so of too course bad, that's... Too bad it wasn't those um, AR ones that... They keep oh, in Japan? Yeah. The Let's Play photo or whatever ones? Yeah. Yeah, they're releasing new ones in Japan, though. So they had Mario and whatnot, but now they have Pikmin and Animal Crossing as well. But anyway, here in the States... I am disappointed. 
You were about to say, I am disappointed, and then you tried to make it grammatically correct. I, I caught that. Anyway, here in the States, uh, <laughs> so Nintendo Network IDs, well, it's true worldwide, but it's announced here in the States. Nintendo Network IDs are coming to a 3DS, and that means two things, Miiverse and a unified eShop wallet. So first up's the big one, and probably the cooler, the cooler of the two, in my opinion, and that's Miiverse. So Nintendo is kind of light on details, but they plan to have full Miiverse support on 3DS, Pretty much just in the nick of time following swap notes, uh, spot patch up there. Yeah, so you lose one service, you gain another. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, then, I don't know, that, that kind of makes me happy. Because I was already... Bummed that yeah, you lost I mean, it. I mean, yeah. that was like, the, I don't know, that was like one of my favorite features of the 3DS. Yeah. And, and we talked about... I mean, it won't be the same. Little. I mean, it's not like you could watch the person, like, write, mm-hmm. draw their message out or... But, I mean, whatever. Presumably it'll, it'll be I'll more instant. It. Presumably it'll be more instant. Because me versus you get the stuff right away. Swapping yeah, out there's a weird I mean, delay. It's better than nothing at yeah. this point. I'll take it. I mean, we're not even getting Flipnote Studio, so... Well, we might eventually, but it disappeared off the radar. Fine, we're not getting it when we were supposed to. We are supposed yeah. to get it in the summer. It, yeah, so let's get it first week of August, yeah. So, yeah, at this point, it's just whatever. I mean, right. So, I, I have to be satisfied. Yeah, so here's what you'll be satisfied with, at least. So, it's going to have... The ability to write typed out messages, the ability to do hand-drawn notes on the touchscreen, the ability to include screenshots for games that support the ability to take screenshots, which I assume retroactively will just be the games that use the social image share service that Nintendo currently has, you know, like Animal Crossing style savvy. The ones where you could upload to Twitter, Tumblr, Those Facebook. the only ones for the 3DS? I could have sworn there's one more. There's a couple more. There's like four or five. I'm just blanking out on them. But those, I'm sure, will definitely have screenshot sharing. I'm not sure about the others. They, You know, what other ones they curled out to. But, so that's what we know for sure. And based on the images that Nintendo put on the Miiverse website, it looks like uh, Miiverse will get its own icon right on the home screen, you know, along the top. So when you suspend a game, you can go straight to it like you can with notes or your friends list or whatever, just like on Wii U. Which, you know, it's debatable if they're actually going to do that because, you know, the 3DS doesn't have as much working memory to do it. Whoa, to, like, juggle whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, games. I, I kind of blanked out with it. Wait, did you say icon, like a full app icon, or did you say like a little tiny No, a tiny one up top, so it's oh. going to work with the game suspended, just oh, like on oh. Wii U. Suppose, so, hmm. you know, based on that assumption. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Um, Maybe replace that doodle thing that almost never does anything. Doodle thing that almost never does anything? Well, the, I doubt many people use Oh, the notes icon? Yeah, the notes. Nope, it's still there. They're just squishing them together. And they also are... Uh, having the whole look of the app, they released a screenshot where you could see, like, the menu. It's not, like, on the Wii U where it's all to the left. Like they were just going through a web page. Yeah, well, it mimics the 3DS interface for a lot of different stuff like that, where all the icons are along the bottom, opposed to to the left. Like, on the 3DS, icons are on the bottom of the touchscreen. Wii U, they're on the left of the touchscreen, so it's just mimicking that design paradigm. I'd argue. But, yeah, like, yeah look at, like, look at when you open the friends list, all the buttons are at the bottom. On the Wii U, they're all along the left. You're right. Yeah. So, I don't know why you oh, I, mean, I, 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 I just couldn't remember. But, uh, yeah, so I think, honestly, I think this is a pretty great uh, thing they're doing. I mean, there's there's kind of a few reasons behind that, in my opinion. Obviously, there's the cool factor of, check it out, I could share my screenshot or my drawing about my 3DS game, and they're going to, you know, roll out communities retroactively for games that are already out. So, you could go jump into Mario, bro, Super New Super Mario Bros. 2, and look at, look at my coin count and post a screenshot, possibly. So, that's cool on one level, but I think just, like, it's just cool that it's me. It means me versus actually gonna be bigger and used more. Like, yeah, there's a lot of people on there, but we're gonna get an influx of 32 million people potentially. That's how many 3DSs are out in the world. So, if let's say they all update, or even half of them update, that's so many more people, which means so much more activity, which means you know a lot of friends that you may have on your 3DS but not on your Wii U. Like in my case, I mean, where there's assuming, not much crossover. But that's assuming there's overlap, right? Overlap of like between the Wii U. Miiverse. It's all one Miiverse. Oh, yeah. If you look on the screen... Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The video they showed had, like... Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. So there will be overlap, and it's cool because even if there is an overlap, they share the same activity feed, if nothing else. So when you when your 3DS friends are posting, you can check it out on Wii U, or when your Wii U friends are posting, you can check it out on 3DS, and it's just like, it just feels like a more fleshed out network. Like, they kind of dabbled in this with the Luigi's Mansion community back in March, but now they're going full force. And I just think it's cool. Plus, like, it opens up all sorts of interesting possibilities for down the road, just like this cross-platform stuff. Like, I mean, hypothetically, you could have, like, one unified friends list eventually, uh, between both systems. So you could see what someone's playing regardless of what system they're playing it on at any one time. Or you can, you know, do direct messages. Uh, I didn't see the icon in the screenshots, but presumably at some point, Miiverse on 3DS will have the ability to do private messaging, just like Wii U. So imagine if you could start a conversation on your Wii U and say, hey, let's go play blah, blah, blah on the 3DS, jump over to the 3DS, pick up the conversation there and say, okay, I'm ready when you are, and then jump into the game. I don't know why you couldn't just, like, call them on the phone or something, but in some cases, it could be very handy. So, like, that sort of stuff, where it's just, like, yeah, a just real... Just the fact you can do it, just yeah. enough to make it. Yeah, the fact that they, like, are, are going in the direction of, like, a real multi-platform service along the lines of, like, what Apple does with, like, Game Center and iMessage, or, like, what PlayStation does with PSN on Vita and PS3 and now PS4. Like, all that unified stuff is just really cool. It's nice seeing Nintendo finally getting their act together on that. So I think that's why I'm excited for Miiverse. Maybe not so much the fact that it's just Miiverse will be there, but the fact that it means so much more is on the way. And Nintendo Street Up said they're going to be adding new services. Like, in the Direct, they said that. So, new, I mean, not new services, new features to the service across all the platforms. So, yeah, I'm excited. But so that's Miiverse. The other thing they're adding, as I mentioned, was the unified eShop wallet, which, uh, how it's going to work is you plug it, if you plug in the same Nintendo Network ID to your 3DS and your Wii U, you'll have one balance one amount, one, like, stockpile of money. They can use however you want. And um, to make sure that 3DS owners actually do this, they're making it so all free games, apps, and demos that you download will now require, after the update, an Nintendo Network ID. That's a way to ensure that people will have to, you know, if they want to do anything for free, they're going to have to get an Nintendo Network ID. It's the best way Nintendo can force people into it. But for people that still have money on their accounts, like, I think I still have a couple bucks on my eShop account, you're going to need to clear that out before you make your Nintendo Network ID or log into it because then it's gone forever. So if you make a purchase, it won't make you use an Nintendo Network ID, at least not first. But if you make a freebie download, it will. Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of like, it's definitely not the like easiest, most intuitive way of handling it, but it's kind of what they have to do. Yeah, it's especially unfortunate for people that have um, different currency on it. Yeah, I was reading about that. Yeah, I think, what, the European FAQ... Yeah, someone asked them, like, oh, I have, I have, like, money from Europe, I have money from, like, three different places, and then they said, yeah, sorry about that, you're going to have to spend it all before yeah. you unify it, otherwise it's all going to be gone. Yeah, basically, because a lot of people, what they would do, which makes sense not so much for us here in the States, yeah. but, like, in Australia, where the releases are later or more expensive or whatever, they would just switch the region of their 3DS to America, and then they get the American discounts or the, or to Europe, and they get the European discounts, and they just pay in that currency with their credit card. So yeah, now they're stripping that out, which is kind of a bummer for those people. It doesn't like I've never done that, but I'm sure a lot of people have. So it does kind of suck. Is it really that easy to change the region? Yeah, you just go into settings. Oh, you can do it with the App Store on iOS as well. If you ever want, like, oh no, yeah, 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 I did that once by accident. I changed it to New Zealand, something, and then I couldn't well, figure out how to change it. Back. Lots of people change theirs to New Zealand because the App Store updates like a day earlier because of the time difference. So they get all the apps on like Wednesday night instead of Thursday night when they launch. Oh. but so fun fact. But yeah, I think. Even the eShop wallet, going back to Nintendo, since that is the topic of this of this wonderful podcast. Um, yeah, going back to the unified eShop, I think like even this is a good step towards like a multi-platform Nintendo experience. I mean, you have the cool like social features that Miiverse and that stuff will bring, but then you also have possibilities with this, where if you have a unified wallet, 
That means, you know, you can potentially buy games on one system and have them download on the other. For example, if I'm on Wii U, I can just start downloading stuff to my 3DS. Or oh, yeah, it's not... Honestly, like, I'm actually really happy about this. There's, yeah. so many, there's been so many times where, like, I buy a $20 one, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to use it on my 3DS, but I right. want to use it on the Wii U, too. I mean... But not even, not even just that, but just, yeah. like, you can start browsing each other's shops on the other... Yeah. Si- you could just go one shop on one screen and get everything on both systems, and because both of them can download in sleep mode... Yeah. For the and, most part, yeah. like, things on the 3DS are a lot cheaper, so usually... I don't know. Releases are... Yeah. Few and far between, so I don't want to have to just have like ten dollars just sitting there. I'd rather just have that money yep. used somewhere else. And usually, there's always something on the Wii U or the. Mm-hmm. I agree. So. Yeah, and then on top of that, they've also talked about being able to download from smartphones eventually, and this enables that. This is the necessary bridge they needed to build to get to the point where they can do like a mobile Nintendo, uh, e- a mobile eShop website where you can literally be eating lunch at work or at school, tell your Wii, Wii U to download the like sixteen gig whatever game, uh, and then no, when you get home, it's downloaded. Yeah, if that was available, I would have downloaded, like, the Pikmin DLC, yep. I would have downloaded... Yeah, everything's set up for it now. They just need to get the app. Like, literally, uh, the Wii U can download in sleep mode. Uh, Miiverse... Or not Miiverse, sorry. eShop now is a unified... Will now have a unified thing. It's all there. They just need to put the pieces together. Oh. So... And then there's also the potential for cool things, like, if you have one account across multiple platforms, you could potentially get to the point where you buy one virtual console game. Like, I want A Link to the Past. And then every system it's available on... Okay, that's a bad example. I want... Uh, this is about a launch. Super Mario Bros. 3 on my 3DS and my Wii U. You know what? With one unified account, you pay one price, and it should be able, hypothetically, to download on both systems. You can play it on either one. So I think this this is really paving the way for that sort of setup, which is how it should be. Yeah. How, how it should have been from the start. Like, paying five bucks twice to play the same game on two different Nintendo systems that share the same shop is a little backwards. Yeah, I mean, especially just because... They yeah. put themselves in that situation. Yeah. I mean, if they weren't available, if they were only exclusive to one, I don't think I would really mind. Because I mean, no, yeah, they're only on one, but they're starting to double. I, I dip. They're I, making people need to. Dip. They're setting it up so people will want to double yeah. dip. So they might as well make it a single dip. Instead. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's just because they made NES available. I mean, yeah. a console console games available on portables. Usually, I try to keep them like console yeah. games on consoles, but it's fine though because like Sony did this right Apple did this right so Google does this right yeah, this with their Android ecosystem ago. I remember I got Crash yeah. Bandicoot for my PSP when I had one a long time and ago and then when I got my PS3 it was there yeah, yeah like, this is like standard practice so I, the fact that we're like praising Nintendo for this what six years after the, after most people started doing it it's a little insane but with that said thank you for finally getting with the program well, they, well they're not even there yet they That's the weren't all perfect either I mean no but they were definitely Forever more the rappers on PSP, but it's not on PS3. It's no, but just the bottom. fact that if you have it on... the rapper. Yeah, but if you have it on... Parappa the rapper. Parappa the rapper. No, I think it was the rapper. Yeah, it's rapper. If you had it on two... Di- but if they had it in the two different systems, they were cross-compatible. You didn't have to buy it twice. That's what's... Like, if you had a... You know, like, Apple has universal apps. Like, that sort of thing. Like, it just, like, it makes sense. So I'm glad Nintendo's doing that. One app that is going to be separate, though, um, is YouTube. Because it wasn't on 3DS prior, and on Wii U it was kind of a mess, sort of. Like it didn't. Yeah, the browser was still worse. Yeah, it was better. better. Yeah, but they're fixing. Also, that. they didn't interrupt your game either, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're they're fixing that now. So YouTube on 3DS. They probably won't use it. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But YouTube. Well, I don't know. I did use it for a couple of things, like when. Uh, Bal- oh no, because I mean the browser still. Oh yeah, you can do that with the game suspended. That's yeah, true. Yeah, I mean. But if you want like a. 
deeper YouTube experience, the app will do it. In the sense that you can do more at once. Like, you can watch a video. Oh, you can yeah, do it you with, can still do that with the right, browser. You right. can still watch a video and search another That's one at the same time. Well, here's what they're changing. Let's just run through this I guess quick. if you are exclusively going to do YouTube stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess if you're watching, like, long-form yeah, if content. if you're marathoning or something. If you're watching long-form content. Like, I know Mishima, like, last year, right after the Wii U came out, they launched a new Battlestar series on Machinima exclusively. It was alright. It was it was pretty good. But, um, point being... It? Point being, yeah, I watched it on the Wii U with the YouTube app, because it was like, oh, this is easy. Little did I know the YouTube app wasn't so great. I mean, I discovered that as I used it, but... But, so what they're changing with Wii U is they're finally letting you watch a video on the gamepad screen or on the TV screen, and continue searching on the gamepad screen. It used to be you can only do everything on the TV, but now they're letting you split them. And this is mimicking... Yeah, Hulu Plus kind of had the same problem. Like, yeah. I mean, you could switch it to the gamepad screen, but you have to do it through the TV. So yeah. Kinda... Yeah, and Netflix... Let me see, I don't remember. Amazon that. Prime and Netflix got right right from the start. Yeah. They let you switch oh, on the fly. Yeah. But, uh, so, that's how they're doing it on Wii U, and then 3DS is going to mimic that functionality with a new YouTube app that was just announced. In this Nintendo Direct. And it's going to be... Whenever there's Wi-Fi... Obviously you need Wi-Fi to do this. You can have a movie playing on the top screen... Or a video playing on the top screen... Browse on the bottom screen. Simple as that. So those will both be launching later this month. And you know... They're not... Crazy big deals. But they're nice additions. They round out the selection of video apps. Which are more and more crucial... On gaming devices today. I mean like... PS4 and Xbox One are launching with like... Tons of video apps. So... It makes sense that Nintendo's making sure everything's... As up to par as they can get. I mean, with the rise of, like, all these, like, walkthroughs and just tutorials and blah, blah. Yeah, I could see... Yeah, YouTube like, in particular is super handy for that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, the gaming side of YouTube is pretty huge, so... Yeah, it's one of the, I think... I believe one of the biggest channels on YouTube, if not the biggest, is gaming-related. I don't remember what it is. It's yeah, like a the, gaming comedy yeah, channel. Yeah, the most watched videos are gaming-related, usually. Mm-hmm. Or the the longest, I mean... Well, of course, the longest. Well, yeah. I mean, not the longest, but, um... The amount of time people actually watch a video is always video... Because, I mean, it's... If you're going to watch a walkthrough or whatever, you're going to stick throughout the whole 10 minutes yep. instead of, like, a two-minute movie. Yeah, because that's, that's the interesting thing about YouTube. Just this coming from my, like, what I do for work outside of the podcast where I do, like, online social media stuff. Um, yeah, YouTube has an interesting thing where it drops off very quickly after the first, like, even as soon as the first 10 seconds. Yeah. So the fact that video game videos are able to hold your atten- are able to hold an audience's attention for that long is insane. Like, most content, unless you're going into it as long-form content, where you're like, I'm going to sit down and watch a 30-minute show. Like, you do not watch. Like, it's people will drop off really fast. Getting to a minute's a big deal. So the fact that, like, so many channels on YouTube have such a strong Yeah, like, following. the average for a lot of videos are, like, 20. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 certainly interesting. It's like a, it carved, they carved out a nice little, like, uh, attentive fan base. But that, that's pretty much it for apps for 3DS. But Nintendo did talk about games in the Nintendo Direct as well. Uh, they talked a little bit about 3DS and a little bit about Wii. We'll do 3DS first since that was the theme of this Direct. It was supposed to be a Direct about upcoming 3DS games in 2014. They took a while to get to that point. They first felt the need to bring up a game that's coming out in literally days at this point, which is Zelda Link Between Worlds. And with it coming up this soon, you would expect them to find... To, we, we, you would think we would know pretty much all the basics, right? Like, it, we talked about it on the podcast a number of times. How many more things can they go, Oh, by the way, there's this other feature. Well, they managed to again. Well, I mean, why would you want them to tell you, like, everything? That's what I'm saying. I don't want them to. I don't know how they keep doing this. Oh. Like, I would have been fine, like, if they just said up front, if they just did a bolded list, and they're like, we have this, 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 and this, we had great. But instead, they're like, we have this. Oh, yeah, we also have this. Oh, by the way, there's also this. So the new thing they announced, which actually is really cool, and I'm kind of surprised they waited this long, is Street Pass. They talked about some other stuff. This is the only one we're going to talk about. The rest is almost, like, ruining the experience a little, but I'll get to my thought on that in a sec. 
uh, so Street Pass will be in uh, A Link Between Worlds, and it's done in kind of an interesting way where you you're, you get to build yourself a Shadow Link. He'll be named after whatever you name your character. You pick two items to give him. His strength is de- his health is determined by your health count, your heart count in the single player adventure. And what you do is you build this guy, and you street pass him out. And anyone you pass, they'll get him. He'll pop up in certain designated spots on the map. You go talk to him, and then you suddenly enter like a battle arena of sorts, like a boss arena kinda, and you battle him. And how he performs is depending on the different item combos and how much health and that sort of thing. And if you beat him, you get a bunch of rupees, which you can then use to rent and buy the items, which is the main part of the game. If you don't beat him, nothing happens. No penalty. It's just like a fun little side thing that gets you rupees. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it actually is. And the interesting thing about it is, like, it's almost, to me, it's almost like a boss rush mode without repeating the same bosses. Like, yes, they're all Shadow Link, but there's so many different item combinations that are possible, I'd imagine, that you're going to be encountering different guys, and there are going to be different levels of strength. Or, and whatnot, and they're throwing in, an, according to, uh, this wasn't in the direct, but a preview that came out afterwards, I believe from Nintendo World Report, said that there's also achievements. So you can get more, like, bonus rupees if you beat certain challenges using certain items, or if you, like, or if that challenge has a certain set of items, and then you do a certain thing to that. You know, like, there's all sorts of different achievements, almost like Street Pass Plaza. So there's actually a lot to this, even though it's just, you know, a fighting a AI guy based on some other guy's preferences but I, I think that's cool and i think it's a really clever use of street pass and tell's getting really creative lately i mean up you know at first there's also like high score trading or like figurines in street fighter yeah, super mario 3d land street pass is kind of lame yeah it's just like you get a bonus item but then you have no, stuff it was, a, it was like those rooms yeah but there's an item in the room wasn't there wasn't no, that the goal no, you got no, no there was a a coin like one of those like right it's like, like the equivalent of the stars you collect or something yeah that's right but yeah, all those were kind of lame. And then you had the, like, okay ones. Like, sure, Ghost Data and Mario Kart. Or Ghost yeah, Data... Yeah, but, I mean, but for those, like, it makes sense. Like, I mean... Yeah, what else would you do? Yeah. Or, like, and yeah, like, well, Mario Kart... Part- I mean, they also kind of had those, um... Like, the thing we said, like, were based on how a person plays. Like, they will appear in your Grand Prix. And- yeah, that's true. Which is similar to the Shadow Link thing, but a little different. Yeah, like, oh, you throw a lot of bananas, you'll... Yeah. yeah banana Blitzer. Yeah, and even, like, Mario Party Island Tour, which comes out the same day as Zelda, that has... Street Pass, where you play a ghost car- a ghost version of the person you Street Pass in select mini games based on how they play. But this is like this one's just more creative. I feel like like it's it's different, which is good. I like that. So I'm hoping you know I think this is a sign that Nintendo's starting to get a little more creative with Street Pass. It's one of those things that like it took them a while, but once it clicked, it clicked well. Like you know the Street Pass Plaza, the four new games, all those use Street Pass in kind of interesting ways. And now this so. So um, it's cool. It's a nice addition. It's a nice new twist on multiplayer Zelda because up till now we've had. Four swords, and then we have the tingle bottles. Now we have this, so it's like it's it's cool to see Nintendo dabbling in different methods of how to expand the Zelda world beyond just your game. So that that's all I'd say about that. But it is worth knowing they did outline a number of other stuff in the direct. They talked about different characters. They talked about a side quest involving the milk bar from Majora's Mask, which I hope isn't the big Majora's Mask thing that they were teasing. Like if it's just the milk bar, yeah, okay, that's a staple of the game, sure, but it's kind of boring. But anyway, they talked about, like, one item that lets you teleport around the world for quicker access to stuff, which is a nice thing to have. But honestly, it's getting to a point... I kind of touched on this. It's getting to a point where they're almost sharing too much now. Like, it seems like this might... I think this is due to the nature of Nintendo Directs, where they only trickle out, like, one detail here, one detail there, but they have to keep doing that for months on end. Because they do a Direct, like, what, every five weeks, every six weeks? So, yeah, I think it's getting to a point where they... Maybe it's like they're trying to just, like... They're just trying to build hype, I understand that, but... 
they're spoiling things. They're, like, oh, someone might not have been excited by this little tidbit, so we should right. Know. And they have to keep making the Nintendo Directs interesting because they can't obvi- they can't obviously announce a new game every single Direct. I mean, this one they didn't. There's no big revelation in this one. There's only so many times they could be like a new Yoshi, a new Kirby, a new Luigi, a new Mario. You know what I mean? So like, but the problem is now they're like they're doing this thing where they withhold a bunch of information and then just blast it all out really quick, like in the six weeks leading up to the release of games. And the problem with that is, like, they go a little overboard with what they share, in my opinion. I mean, with like, this is... A Link Between Worlds suffered a little from it. Like, do we need character bios? Couldn't you just meet the character and experience them for yourself? When they're not, like, crucial characters, but, like, side quest characters? Like, do we need to know the name of the guy that you talked to the street pass? Like, that seems like a little oddly excessive information. But that's a nitpick. The big one that they did was Mario 3D World, where they did a trailer at the end of the direct. It was, like, three minutes long. And it was literally 10 things you have to see in, or something like that. Yeah, in like 3D World. Things in, and we're not going to say the spoilers here in specifics, but they revealed a new character. They showed off stages from later in the game that have some really cool theming around them. They showed off like all these crazy things. It's just like, you know, I would have liked to just have that experience for myself. Like, I mean, granted, Nintendo said warning, there's spoilers. But I feel like when you're announcing game details and you're the company putting out the game and you think it's a spoiler, you should go... Maybe we should leave it a surprise, because if people want to be surprised by it, and we're the ones that are trying to surprise them, it kind of undermines our, you know, our own mission if we then tell you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like throwing a... Especially so close to launch. It's like they, like, threw a... I don't know. Like, a birthday party a week before the birthday. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, just hold off. We'll discover it. Because, like, imagine if, like, Mario Galaxy 2... I remember when I came across the throwback galaxy, and I was like, I didn't know about that. I heard, like, rumblings on the interwebs, uh, and from you. Yeah, definitely. You didn't tell me outright, you just said there's a cool reference. And I got to it, and I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. If I knew about that two months in advance, it would have lost all, like, I would have been like, that's neat, but I wouldn't have had the same, like, this is so awesome. So, I feel like Nintendo kind of blew it with that. So, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of the things I feel like could have been like, whoa, moments. Yeah, but... especially some of those theme levels, which once again, we're not going to spoil, but there are some references to other Mario games. They're just kind of like, oh, that's, that's really cool. So... I don't know. It's. Uh, I will say, though, the one thing I didn't mind them spoiling, because it's not even really a spoiler, if you have saved data for uh, New Super Luigi U, you get a special version of the Mario Bros. arcade game unlocked from the start in uh, Super Mario 3D World called Luigi Bros. And it's literally Mario Bros., but reskinned with the arcade game, not the side score. Uh, reskinned as Luigi, and there's, like, coin collection challenges and some other stuff. So that's kind of neat. That's not really a spoiler because yeah, like, so if you need another reason to get Super Luigi U, I guess that's yeah. It. Well, the cool thing is, or the nice thing is that anyone that buys a Wii U Deluxe set now gets it for free with the system, so they automatically get this mode. And then the people who have had well, Wii assuming U's, they don't get the Zelda bundle or the Skylanders bundle, but yeah. more the the standard bundle looks kind of good. The Skylanders bundle is a very good deal. Yeah, I mean you get Nintendo Land and Skylanders and, and all figures those and the posters. Yeah. Damn. Unfortunately, it's just a uh, basic set. Wii U, so only 8 gigs, so you're going to use it yeah, for space but, fast. Mm. But, um, yeah, no, I don't know, I just, uh, what was I saying? I don't know. Oh, Luigi, the, yeah, so, like, Luigi Bros is actually kind of neat, because most people are going to be able to experience that. It's a nice little perk. But, back to games. Like, real games, not my complaint about Nintendo oversharing. Back to actual games. After they covered Zelda, and after they talked about Mario Party Island Tour, Nintendo actually did what they said the Direct was about, and they turned their attention to early 2014 games. Little did we know there won't be many of them to turn their attention towards, but they managed to do it with the few they had. So, uh, first up is potentially the more intriguing of the bunch, and that's Bravely Default. Uh, as Nintendo previously announced, it is going, they are handling publishing duties for the game. 
uh, Square Enix developed it and released it in Japan, and now it's, you know, Nintendo has teamed up with Square Enix numerous times for, like, Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy ports, and now they're doing this one. So, um, kind of as we predicted, when they mentioned that Bravely Default was coming in 2014, I made a comment of, I bet just gonna be in February, they're gonna mimic Fire Emblem Awakening. Fire Emblem Awakening, they released in, like, early to mid-February. Well, it did well. February? Had there really been that long? Yeah. Yeah, this year's been crazy for 3DS, hasn't it? Just think about the number of great 3DS games that came out this year. It's nuts. Name them. Fire Emblem, Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon. Uh, not exactly, but Lego City, Undercover, The Chase Begins. Uh, Don <laughs> Kong Country, Returns 3D. Uh, Mario and Luigi Dream Team. Pokemon X and Y. Mario, Tor- Mario Party Island Tour in Week and Zelda in a Week. I feel like I'm forgetting some, but... Oh, Animal Crossing, New Leaf in June. How can I forget that? Nine That's games. nine games. Well, ten of you count nine Pokemon games, separately. Okay, eight games. Let's say one Pokemon. No, that's eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nine games in nine months. I think I only got five of them. I think I got five or six. Yeah. But nine games in nine months, that's a pretty good track record. But anyway, back to Bravely Default and Fire Emblem and my brilliance of predicting this. So, <laughs> no, I was just going to say that it's smart because Fire Emblem was kind of like... I don't know if they're going to try and make Lightning Strike twice here or what, but Fire Emblem is a strategic, story-driven, very, like, anime-esque, like, Japanophile-friendly... Japanophile. Otaku, do you prefer that? Oh, they're Japanified. No, Japanophile. Oh. Uh, Otaku-friendly game. It, like, it appealed to that audience, and it worked great. It sold better than Nintendo expected. So now they're going, hey, Bravely Default, well, that's pretty strategic. It's a bit more RPG than strategy, but it's strategic. It's pretty, like, anime-influenced. I mean, it's Square Enix. Well, I mean, have the Persona games been doing okay? Or well, that's not even. No, well, no. that came out in the. S- well, yeah, but I mean, that's like those super have their own RPG. Niche. Yeah, those do those do pretty well. But uh, so yeah, I think Nintendo. One of the 3DS one in particular. Oh, Shin Megami Tensei Four. Yeah. Uh, that came out in July, I believe. The yeah. one they did the cross promotion with. Yeah. I think it sold better. I, I don't remember the exact numbers off the top of my head. Oh, that's right. Persona's a spinoff of that. Never yeah. Yeah, 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 but I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head. But it did better than. I believe it did better than Atlas expected, and it's actually on sale in the eShop right now, till the end of the month, like, oh. if I remember correctly. But what I was saying um, is just that they're not trying to mimic Fire Emblem. It's really smart, because, you know, there's not much else out in the early part of the year, so they might as well... And they got that audience, and they know they're there every... They know they're there in February, so let's just do it again. So what makes Bravely Default interesting, opposed to just another RPG? Uh, the Direct outlined a battle system that... It's kind of confusing, but kind of intriguing. Like, I'm not quite sure what to think of it. Basically, the system's called the Brave and Default system. This is my favorite thing, by the way, about, like, RPGs from Japan, is they're just complete gibberish. The Brave and Default system? Okay, great. All right. So, Bravely Default, that's not... That doesn't even make sense. Anyway, where you... I... Yeah. Um, that's, like, Brave... That's, like, uh, admirably... Okay. Admirably mediocre. Admirably normal. Bravely Default. Anyway, point being... So the, the, the battle system names aside actually is kind of interesting. So it's a bit of a balancing act. You have um, you have what they call default options, which are basically uh, you get the ability to at any time have characters shield themselves for the whole turn. Like they don't do any attacks, they just kind of stand there and defend themselves. And when you're doing this, you're building up your brave points. Brave points are what you use to do brave attacks, appropriately enough. And what brave attacks are are the ability to do multiple attacks per turn. So you could be building up, you could be not attacking for a few turns, just building up your brave points, and then unleashing a barrage of attacks later on in the in the battle, and just like instead of like doing one here, one there, you could just do it all at once. Sounds like all the battles are going to be very slow paced. Not necessarily, because then there it, potentially, but then there's other aspects of it. 
For example, you can borrow Brave points from late that you would normally get later in the match and use them earlier in the match. So now there's the balance of not just do you do it now or later, but it's the decision of do you kind of sit there and defend, or do you spend some points, or do you take the gamble of you'll spend points you don't have yet now and hope that the enemy isn't stronger later or there's not some twist that will affect you. Like, there's this whole, like, it, not rock, paper, scissors, but there's like a whole cycle of different, you know, a whole tree of different paths you could take. So it's almost like a strategy game at that point in some regards. I assume you don't have to have all, like, everybody defending, right? You could just have I don't think so. No, it's per character. Yeah, so it's yeah. basically they're taking the standard RPG idea of, okay, you're attacking, you're defending, and oh, you're going, well, what if you make it multiple things per turn? What if you make it stretch across multiple turns, or you cram it all into one turn? Like, what if you play with the idea of what you can do within the limits of a turn? And then on top of all that, they have a secondary mode, a secondary set of things you can do, appropriately called Bravely Second, once again makes no sense bravely second what but point being uh you can then at that with bravely second freeze the match at any time and then unleash more attacks on the enemy during those frozen time frozen periods so you freeze them and then you run in and do your thing and run out but these require a separate set of points not brave points but something called sleep points and this is just totally out of left field to get sleep points, you literally put the 3DS to sleep. It's like play coins on steroids. Like, you close the 3DS, just let it sit there, and the long- I, presumably the longer it's there, the more I points I bet it's you like, get. every three hours you get, like, one sleep point. or mm-hmm. something ridiculous like that. Yeah, because these would be way too powerful otherwise. So now, not only do you have the decisions of, do you extend across multiple, do you borrow points from later on, but you also have to factor in, well, should I use up my sleep points? Actually, it might, even, it might even be... Well, I don't know if they said, but... um. Maybe it's while it's asleep, while that game... While the game itself is in sleep, not just your 3DS in general. Maybe. Wait, what do you mean? Well, I mean, like, if you're playing... How you put the game to sleep? Oh, like, if yeah. you have the whole menu open? No, well, I mean, like, if you're just playing the game, you just right. close it. Yeah, no, that that's exactly what it is. Oh, that's I thought you just meant, like, oh, the game, if your 3DS system is just sleeping. Oh, no, 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 I meant close the lid. Oh. But that's what sleep mode is on 3DS, when you suspend no, it. No, yeah. Yeah. But I thought you meant, like, while the game is actively being played. No, just suspend the game. Oh, well. Game suspension, I guess. Well, that's... I believe they're one and the same, suspending and sleeping. Like, if you just close the lid, or if you just hit home, it's suspended either way. And it's in like, and if you close the lid, the 3DS, the 3DS knows when you close the lid. The DS did. Fam Hourglass had you close the lid on multiple, or the top on multiple occasions. No, no, no. But or not Fam Hourglass. I know, but I'm asking like if, can you get sleep points while you're like, let's say, Brand New Default is not even in your 3DS at all. You're... Oh, no, no, no. Game has to be in. Game has to be All right, on. yeah. Game has to be on. The game has to be in sleep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. That was my bad. All right, that makes more but, sense. But yeah, so it's just like, it's just like there's so many options. And then you add in like customizations of each character that you can do. And really, like, tune how they perform in battle and what items they have and whatnot. And you're really starting to see why Nintendo thinks this could be, like, Fire Emblem Awakening Round 2 in terms of success. Like, it's an RPG, but it's really heavy on strategy. So if Fire Emblem did well, this could conceivably do quite well. Mm. I don't know if I'm going to buy it. I'm kind of confused by the whole thing. Like, I think I explained it pretty well. There's a demo on the eShop that we'll be covering next episode with impressions that hopefully will clarify things. But if I do get it, I know which version I'm getting for sure. Nintendo now sent a director doing a collector's edition, which actually has some cool stuff. It's It comes in this nice big box. It has a soundtrack CD, an art book, the game, obviously, and 34 AR cards. Whoa. They do... You can import characters through AR cards, if I remember correctly. So that's launching with the normal game on February 7th, which is roughly when Fire Emblem did a year ago. So February 7th. That's the first 3DS game in 2014, um, to make note of. First first-party 3DS game of sorts. The second is coming at the very end of February, literally the last day of February, on February 28th, and that's the previously announced Professor Layton in the Azran Legacy. 
which is the... There's not much to say. It's the final game in the second trilogy. It's going to tie together mm-hmm. all six games. Yeah, like young, late in life. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, he basically is traveling the world in this one. And which is like the new thing. He's not in one place. Like all the others, like he goes to this town, he goes to this thing, he goes to two or three locations. This one, they're literally going in a circle around the world or something like that. And um, yeah, there's not much else to say. February 28th. Yeah, if you like Leighton, it's going to be more of the same, I'm sure. Um, And really, those are the only two games Nintendo announced for February. So here's where we stand with Nintendo's 2014 lineup. We have Bravely Default in early February. We have Professor Layton in late February, and sometime that month we have Donkey Kong Tropical Free, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze for the Wii U. So Nintendo didn't mention anything about Mario Golf World Tour, didn't mention anything about Yoshi's New Island, oh, man. What didn't to mention game? anything about Kirby. They just kind of disappeared. Yeah. The funny thing about Kirby, though, like they're coming after February. Clearly, I'm guessing we're going to see they're out for blood. Either... Oh yeah, Donkey Kong is in February. Yeah, yeah, I just said that, but. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm guessing we're going to see either Yoshi or Mario Golf. Probably Yoshi maybe at the end of March, like when Luigi's Mansion came out. And Mario Golf, if I had to guess, will be a May title, kind of mimicking when they released Mario Tennis Open um, a few years back on 3DS. They're probably going to go late May with Mario Golf, is my guess. But there is one thing to say about Kirby. I have no idea when it's coming out, but even though it wasn't in the Direct, Nintendo in the press release for the Direct, which was just, this was just silly, they put a one-sentence blur, like, by the way, we gave Kirby a name. So the new Kirby game, it's called Kirby Triple Deluxe. Oh, like 3D. It's also a delicious sandwich you can get at your local McDonald's. The Kirby Triple Deluxe. Oh. Doesn't it sound like a McDonald's sandwich? Kind of. Well, kind of reminds me of Superstar Ultra Deluxe. Yeah, that's clearly what they're riffing on. It's that combined with triple for the 3D effect. Yeah. But it's just kind of like Triple Deluxe. I'm sorry. I feel like that's a McDonald's sandwich. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm going to go, like, you're going to go get a McRib, and I'm going to get yeah, a Triple like... Deluxe with, like, crispy chicken or something. Or crispy Kirby, I guess. Yeah. It's a really weird name. I don't know what to think of it. And also, is there a double meaning? Are there three modes or something? Have they only showed us a third of the game? Maybe it's three layers, 3D. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the given one. Everything. But, but it could be like Superstar Deluxe Ultra or just normal Superstar Deluxe where it's like 20 different things all in one game. Oh, no. Or there could be three it, different it, It's probably just going to be... 3D. Yeah, just Am 3D. I overthinking this? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just from the ge- the way the game looks, it looks like it's... Just it looks really nice graphically from what they showed the first time around. Yeah, it does. I mean, Kirby looks way too pink. I've said that before. His pinkness is way too dark. They made him like purple pink instead of like pink pink. He's like fuchsia now instead of like pale. I I noticed these things. And I was like, how dare you, Nintendo? How dare you turn Kirby from salmon to fuchsia? It's like like when your TV's color is off. That's what it looked like. Anyway, that's it for 3DS. So I don't know what's happening with a lot of their games, but it's going to be after February that we're going to see them. On Wii U, we didn't get any like major new game updates, but some updates on things we already have. So, first up, they confirmed Animal Crossing Plaza. By the way, in a Nintendo Direct dedicated to the 3DS, I'd say they spent about half the time on the Wii U, which is kind of funny. But uh, first up, they talked about Animal Crossing Plaza, which uh, was just, an update was just pushed out following the Direct. It's going to be one of many between now and when it closes in 2014. And this update uh, has a couple things there of note. One is the ability to now post Miiverse messages with stamps. Nintendo's new favorite thing for Miiverse is stamps. But only from the designated app. Only from apps that let you, yeah. Because yeah. there's no way they can like program it into the sir into Miiverse itself. But for each individual game, they have to keep updating Miiverse way too regularly. But which would be so cool, but yeah, okay, but exactly. So with uh, Animal Crossing Plaza, there's going to be fifty five zero different stamps ranging from faces to blank faces that you can draw on to backgrounds. You can mix and match them, do whatever you want. You can. Draw on top of them. It's kind of like... Yeah, you can erase the It's like template, and make, yeah. And make KK look old. Yeah, it's basically... 
<laughs> You're a waitress. He had this big grin when you said that. Well, yeah, because like, I don't know. I know, I know. But, uh, yeah, it's basically the... I think it's great, because it lets people that can't draw, like myself, because you, Jose, you're talented. I'm not. So it lets people like me be able to make cool art. Like, yeah, okay, I can't draw, but I can lay something out very nice, I feel like. I can, like, do some cool stuff with the stamps there, there if I choose to. So that's nice. And it seems to be something Nintendo's doing in general. They said in the Direct they're going to be doing this more going forward. Mario 3D World has it. Animal Crossing has it. It seems kind of like the evolution of me versus now stamps. So you can now do that in Animal Crossing Plaza. And there's also a new ranking system feature thing that they're adding. Um, it's essentially the old Everybody Votes channel from the Wii. Remember that Just thing? Animal Crossing but only theme. Animal Crossing questions. So how it's going to work is each month Nintendo will pose a question. And when you view a villager, you can then pick, nominate them for the question. Yeah, they go, so who would make good na- best neighbor? Who yeah, that's the question you're doing in December. And this one currently who is who would make the best... Who would take to a scary movie? Yeah, no, this one, the November one... No, I'm, just, no, I'm just making up a question. Oh, yeah, yeah. The one they're doing for this month, though, is who would make the best secretary. Really? I think we have the answer. I think it's the one they have. I think it's Isabel. Oh, I was going to say Rocco, but all right. How would he be a good secretary? He'd, intimid- he'd be intimidating. He'd be like, what do you want, hippie? Yeah, I don't. I want my secretary to be nice, not calling me a hippie. Also, why am I a hippie? What did I do, Rocco? What did I do to you? I wasn't doing drugs behind your house. Like, why am I a hippie to you? <laughs> Rocco, why am I a hippie? But no, uh... This is living a modern life. Oh, that was... That was <laughs> he thinks anyone that's old-fashioned must be from the 60s. But, um... Yeah, so the, the anyway, the point of the ranking thing, I guess, is to get people to be more engaged. Because the thing with the plaza, at least for me personally, is like I checked it out a couple times. Like, this is neat. And then I never went back. Why would I go back? There's nothing changing. It was the same characters looping. But with the questions, I mean, they're going to be goofy. And oddly, they're going to show the exact number of votes, which I feel like is going to make it look kind of bad for Nintendo because I'm guessing they're going to be pretty low in vote count. Like, I don't think it's going to be like hundreds of thousands of people. So mm-hmm. if, if they show like, you know, like... Isabel won Best Secretary with 900 votes. Well, it'd be more than 900, probably like 10,000. But still, that's not that many at all, if you think about it. Well, don't think about it. It kind of sounds like a lot if you don't. Yeah, well, I, the problem is I think about everything. Mm. I have an active brain. Thanks to brain training. Actually, not thanks to brain training. I barely played that. Anyway. Um, but So here's a way to get people to come back at least once a month and check things out because there's going to be new questions and there's going to be that aspect of it. Um they're playing more updates, too, which is just more of the whole, let's get people to keep playing Animal Crossing and remember Animal Crossing, because guess what? We're going to have a new Animal Crossing for Wii U at some point, so we want to get them all on board now and make it, like, a key part of the experience. So this, the Everybody Votes channel knockoff, essentially, and then whatever they're rolling out in the future definitely get help. One cool thing they're rolling out, I almost forgot to mention, is uh, the resident registry, where you can mark off which people are in your town, and then they will always be in the plaza, and you can always, like, immediately jump to them and then post a comment about them specifically in Miiverse. But how many can you save? Because you can already do one. Uh, they didn't specify. All they said is that they're going to do a, reg- a registry. Yeah, you can do a favorite, but you're going to be oh, able yeah, to list yeah, yeah, all yeah, your right, villagers. You're right, you're right, yeah. you're right, you're right, you're right. So I don't know when that's even rolling out, but I think that actually is really cool, because that's, that's the annoying thing about the plaza to me, at least, when I used it, was it's like... Great, there's all these villagers, but what if I want to comment about Rocco and, and ask, why is he calling me a hippie? I have to go hunt him down. Now I can just yeah, ask him Yeah, something doesn't list. even appear. It's just yeah, random. it's random, because it's only about a third of the characters at any one time. Yeah, I like, I, ha- I still haven't seen any Hippo, or however you say his name, and yeah. other people hippo. in my village. Hippo, but spelled E-U-X. It's E-U-X, yeah. Yeah, Hippo. It's like French. Yeah. Like, lots of French. It, it's spelled like that, but it's pronounced O. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so that's Animal Crossing... Sorry, that's Animal Crossing Plaza. The other big update they announced in the Direct 
and this is the final thing we're going to cover from this direct, is Pikmin 3 DLC. A third set of Mission Mode DLC is coming on December 2nd, and this one is actually, I think, what we always wanted from the DLC. Like, it's great they did essentially remixes for the first two packs. What I always wanted from the game from the beginning. Yep, you're finally <laughs> getting it four months after. And you thought you had to wait a long time for Pikmin 3 when it was delayed. I did. All this time. And I had to wait four more months to get what you actually wanted out of Pikmin 3. Yeah, it's like... I don't know. I, I, I can't complain at this point. I'd rather have it than right. not have it at all. It'd be, a, it'd be kind of a peripheral problem. If you're like, man, I had to wait so long. But um, yeah. So what they're doing differently. Previously, they would remix the old stages, move bosses around, whatever. What they're doing now is they're making all new stages. It's going to be four for the collect treasure style of mission mode and four for the battle enemy style of mission mode. They're going to be all new stages. It's going to be a beach. There's going to be one inside someone's house during a party, which coincidentally is a Christmas party. Coincidentally. It's, it's not a coincidence. There's also going to be um, a construction site and a factory. And I guess, so there's four stages and you do one of each mission type within each stage. Um, how it works is, actually one of the stages I should probably mention. Well, aren't there, well there's technically five because you get one for free. Well, no, apparently those are one of the four is how I interpreted really? the press release. Unless they're saying there's a fifth one because they every, didn't reveal. Because every single one um, of the maps, there's always been four in the bundle that you buy, and there's always one free one when you download it. You're right. The only reason I'm hesitant about that is they are doing the freebie. So how it works is you'll download a software, just like the other ones, you download a new software update to enable the brand new level assets, probably. And then on December 2nd, and then you get two maps, one Collect Treasure, one Battle Emmys, right away. And they're both set in the Fortress of Festivity stage. And if that's not the Christmas party stage, I don't know what that is. Like, what else would Fortress of Festivity be? There's a giant Christmas tree in the party stage. So I'm assuming it's one of the four. So I think you're paying for three, and there's four total. I think they're saying there's a total of eight new missions. I guess Six you pay for, two you get for free. Because, I mean, the other DLC was... Um, I'd be happy to be wrong about this. It was 189 this. for... I guess, yeah, I guess that's about right. Yeah, 189 yeah. for two... Well, two bucks for two bucks four for maps. Two bucks for four maps, which were remixes, and this is five bucks for eight maps for four entirely new. Wait, it's four ninety nine. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be four ninety nine. Yeah. That's so not... double the price, but you get a little oh, more no. than double, but you get um, literally entirely new subs. And you're only paying one dollar more for the originality, I guess. Two dollars more. No. Yeah. One ninety nine plus one ninety nine. Yeah, that's the average price. Of, that's what oh, it would yeah, be normally yeah. split. Yeah. Good point. That'd yeah. be four ninety. So you're only paying a yeah. dollar for. No, I did that math wrong. Why is this so hard? $2 plus $2 is $4. No, oh, I see yeah. what you're saying. Gotcha. I thought you meant individually. I can do math. Uh, once again, I blame... The, remember a minute ago when I was like, my brain is all active because of brain age? Well, here's where it fails because I didn't play brain age. I'm always thinking. Yeah. But uh, what I was going to say, though, is one of the cool things is at least one of the maps you play is Captain Olimar, not as the new guys. And you can find Louie in the map and then enlist him to help you divvy up your Pikmin and whatnot if you know where to look for him. So that's kind of a nice throwback for the older Pikmin fans that have been there since the start. And honestly, that's pretty much it for the Nintendo Direct. It wasn't a like, groundbreaking one. It was just some updates on things that are coming out now and early next year. Um, outside Nintendo Direct, Nintendo had some announcements too, though. Uh, for Smash Bros., this one I'm actually really excited about. I kind of wish they would have done a trailer for this in the Nintendo Direct. Cause, I mean, it's not, worth, it's not in the grand scheme of things, but I think it is because it's the character I use the most. And that is Marth is confirmed for Smash Bros. on Wii U and 3DS. So in a Miiverse post, a plain old Miiverse post, uh, series director Masahiro Sakurai confirmed that we will be seeing Marth, and he looks different now. He looks like the newer incarnations of Marth. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> he looks like Marth from the more recent Fire Emblems. 
Don't specify the game. I thought he still looked kind of the same. No, his, I, I saw a side by side picture on NeoGAF or something. He, he definitely looks different. Well, I mean, like, haircuts I mean, different, outfits different, faces a little different shape. He's pretty different. Colors are the same. A little different in uh, design. Well, yeah, I mean, his little but, post that I go, we kind of took a little bit of every Marth from yeah. the DS game and the 3DS game and whatnot. Yeah, but he, uh, yeah, he definitely looks more like the more recent ones. And um, we don't know anything about new moves. We don't know anything about any changes to, like, how his sword will work because obviously he has that tip thing that he can do if you time it right. But, hey, it. I don't care. It's Marth. I'm happy. Oh, like, Toon Link and... Distance. Or Distance, yeah, sorry. It's Toon Link and Marth that I use the most in Smash Bros. And now that they're both in the new one, I'm I'm set. Unless there's some crazy cool new character. I mean, Badoof. there is now a... Ma- if there's a Bidoof, <laughs> if they took out, P- like, the Pichu brothers... Oh, they weren't in the last one. If they took out Mewtwo, there we go. Or Lucario in the or recent one. Squirtle is, like, the three starters. No, no, no. They need to leave the stars. They type. should take out Lucario and replace him with Bidoof. They're totally on equal footing, right? <laughs> but, uh... They're, they're, they're the same thing. I mean, Those would be you know, if you do a, if you do a poll among Pokemon fans, you say who's more powerful, Bidoof or Lucario. Obviously, people are going to say it's a complete and total draw. Pretty sure Bidoof <laughs> has come out on more like top five than Lucario. Only because Bidoof is like <laughs> the best thing ever. But I although know. I don't know, there's some pretty dorky ones in the new X and Y that rival him, but not quite like the second evolution of uh, of uh, the Grass type starter. I'm blanking out his name, Crespin. His evolution. Vol- Bulbadin? No, 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 Vivil- no, 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 no. No, it's like something like... Quilladin. Quilladin. He has a big, goofy grin, but it's not the same as Bidoof. It's just not the same. Anyway, back to uh, Smash Bros. What I was going to say is this brings the total to 18 confirmed characters for uh, the new Smash Bros. And keep in mind, Sakurai did say in the past that there might be fewer characters this time around, so who knows what how many more there are to go. Probably I don't think a, he said fewer. Yeah, he said there's a chance they might have fewer. Really? Yep. Are this you... was a while ago. And then he kind of like backpedaled a little. And it's like, well, maybe. It depends I remember he said, don't expect more characters. Yeah, I think he outright like, said I... there might be fewer because they have to, they're doing two systems instead of one. Oh. And they have to like fit on the, yeah, because he's making those points about how they can't necessarily fit everything on a 3DS game card, but they want the versions to be equal in terms of character count. That's, so there might that's be fewer. Dumb. I'm sorry. I agree. That's... Yeah, we talked about this. I think he talked about it during E3 this past year. And I think yeah. That's what the... brought up. Who knows, maybe they changed their mind. But we are still getting some, like, new forms of characters. I mean, it was recently confirmed that the female Wii Fit trainer has a male counterpart, which would just be a skin. Yeah, which character. is cool. I mean, it's like they're taking the Equal whole... Equal opportunist. Mo- it's like taking the WarioWare Wario to standard Wario thing to the next level. To a logical conclusion, yes. Yeah. But, maybe um, we'll get, like, that for, like, I don't know, like... Wolf Fox. I mean, I know they're kind of different in how they play. Yeah, they need to make them the same thing. It's ridiculous. Like, they're the same. Yeah, one's a little different in terms of, like, handling. Sounds like a car. But in terms of, like, handling and speed. But they're basically the same No, 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 they're pretty different. Yeah, but compared to some other characters, they're pretty similar. Like, if you look at them side by side, yeah, they have their differences. But if you compare them to, like, a Pikachu, they're very more similar. They're much more similar than different. I think they just seem pretty similar because they're, um... Both the, they're adorable fuzzy foxes. Uh, the, their B moves were, I guess, similar. Yeah, they are. But everything else is like, completely different. Like yeah. all their everything else. It would be cool way. if they were just a skin and kept their differences. Like if you just like you pick like fox, but then you switch to wolf, and he has the other differences. Oh, I, yeah, but that they'd be confusing. That's required the same amount of programming as yeah, it was to make would. another character. It so it's not logical. It just wasn't cool. But I don't, I don't know. <laughs> is there anything about Marth that like? Now that they have the opportunity, now that they're, I mean, they're changing his design already, is there anything else about Marth that, uh, 
that needs to be changed at this point. He's he, he is pretty balanced from the start. There's a reason he is well liked. Like he is he a pretty nice like character. A, he was always like a overused character in like the. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't say overused. I, overused I, I, I don't say overused because like he's easy to use. He's definitely not like one of those characters that you could just like pick up and win. Like he's yeah. like one of those characters that if you put in the time with him, you could be like really good with Marth. That's, That's why you always see him in like I don't know, Evo and all these really high right. ranking tournaments, but. So I yeah, guess they but, shouldn't mess with him yeah, too much. Yeah, because he never felt cheap either. He just felt like, like, oh, like you're really good because you really know how right. to use them. Right. But I don't know. I, I think if anything, just balance out the other characters. Because I mean, it felt like Marth was more polished out than, say, Bowser or something mm-hmm. in the other games. Well, yeah, and even Sakurai though, has been saying on Miiverse yeah. in his screenshots, he's been talking about balance and how they're tweaking it and how like. You know, yeah, like the whole he showed, link, yeah, one yeah, the link sword moves. Like, oh, he yeah. could do a meteor smash with his arrow, but it was too powerful. We're gonna take it out. Yeah, so. it's like we're still we're still toying with it, guys. <laughs> so at least they're conscious of that. That's good. They gotta give Pikachu a bigger head if it proves too. <laughs> if Pikachu yeah. looks top heavy, we'll scale the head back down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I think that increase adorableness by fifty percent. <laughs> <laughs> that requires a big head to come back, or at least big eyes on a small yeah. head. The bigger the eyes, the more adorable. Thirty percent. Uh, but I think that, unless there's anything else about Marth, that pretty much does it for these game-specific news. There's still a lot to discuss, and now a lot go on, has a lot on their plate, but in terms of like actual game details, that might be it until we get to our impressions of fit and sport, right? Yeah. So I guess we'll jump over to hardware, which is the next thing Nintendo announced, and that is the Wii Mini. Uh, remember this thing, that little red plasticky box that was missing a bunch of features but could play Wii games and came out in Canada last holiday season and then Europe shortly thereafter? I don't know why, when I first heard about it, I'm like, I kind of wanted just to have it. It, it looks neat small. looking. It looks kind of cool. It is kind of cool. It's cool in like a, like, like it is like a it, unique... It, it looks like I just like kind of, like, well, it won't fit in my pocket, but like, oh, I just pull it up. Like, oh, look, I got a, I got a yeah. Wii right here. Yeah, no, it is kind of cool. And like the style, I mean, yeah, it's super plasticky looking, but it kind of, like, it I, has its own charm in a way. Yeah, the red light, it just looks nice. Yeah. It looks like a, like a, one of those heavy duty Belkin external hard drives. Yeah, it really does. Although the original Wii looks like a hard drive as well, so or a router, so I guess they go hand in hand. Oh. But um, but no, the, so the Wii Mini is now coming to the U.S. It's actually out today, the day this podcast goes live on Ramtown.com. Sunday. Yes, oh, wow. the seventeenth, yeah. the day this podcast goes live. So today, when you're listening, or when we post it, not today when we record it, because we this is not live. Contrary to anything, we are not piping into your uh, iPhone right now as you speak. We are doing who knows what at this moment. I guarantee you, it is not talking about this at this moment though anyway point being uh so the system's gonna be i just had to clear that up i just had to clear that up we we do not have a live feed i apologize but uh, this isn't this isn't twitch um but what i was gonna say is it's a hundred dollars which is pretty dirt cheap and it definitely and it comes bundled with mario kart wii u which makes it really a good a yeah, good deal I mean, for the holidays how much is mario kart right now so it's still, it's still full price wow yeah. so it's, it's really a 50 dollar Combo. Yeah, yeah, you're getting like it's it's a excellent holiday bundle, like excellent holiday value. It's, it's kind um, of getting confused, like oh, I got you the Wii U you wanted. Yeah, no, that's what I was about to say. It's here's well, here's <laughs> Mom, the thing. Not only did you not get the Wii U, but I don't even like, know if, even worse version of the Wii. It's not even gonna be parents like you know, like here's the Wii U you wanted. No, not even that. It's gonna be a situation of like people are gonna walk into a store and go like, I want the new Wii. No, 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 no. Not that little red one. I want the black one with that weird tablet controller. Or they're going to do the opposite and be like, oh, I want the new Wii. And then, or sorry, then they're going to see the, the Wii U and go, it's $300. That's not why I read. Never mind that. I'll just get that little one you showed me before. Or they'll do the opposite and be like, 
hey, I really want that new Wii. It had like a tap. Wait, wait. Now I'm saying the same scenario. <laughs> I had two you know scenarios. What, you know what they should just do? They should just put all the Wii minis like on the on the counters on the way out, so that people could just be like impulse buying. Like, you know what I should need? I well, need a Wii U. But just, just put it in yeah, there. Yeah, it's got, it's got, it's kind of a problem. They're gonna reach out for the gum and also grab the Wii U. Yeah, basically. I mean the Wii, the Wii, the Wii mini. See, so you're mixing them up. But and or here's the other scenario I was trying to say, and I just couldn't. Sorted in my head. It's gonna be like, oh, I want that new Wii Mini. Wait, does it work with that tablet? The tablet Wii? Can I use the tablet yeah, it on this? Doesn't even use the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, this Wii's missing. First of all, that's something we should mention. It is a hundred bucks. Yes, and it is cheap plastic, so that's part of the reason it's so cheap. But it's also missing component cable support, SD card slot, GameCube backwards compatibility, and the internet. Wait, so how much? You have memory Mario. Does it have? Can it save memory? It probably has internal store. Yeah, it has like probably five hundred twelve megs or something pathetic. Yeah, because I mean, like, yeah, how many no games can you put slot. in before it becomes, like, like, oh... I don't know, but I actually have no idea. But, the, no. well, Wii, Wii game save data doesn't take up much space at all. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, so you have a Wii... And a, we have, you have an online-enabled game bundled with a system that has no online. I just want to stress that. Yeah, Mario Kart was, like... Mario Kart was, was the a pinnacle of deal. Wii Online. Mean, 12 people online, and it yeah. actually ran pretty well. Like, yeah, it was really, like, silky smooth. And now you know... These new Wii Mini owners who well, were like, I, I want the tablet for my Wii. What? Oh, sorry. I was just like, thinking to myself, like, why? Well, I, I haven't played Minecraft 7 in a long time. Well, it has been kind two of years it. since it came out. I miss it. We'll go play it after this. <laughs> but, um, you what? Well, you can. Faith Attorney. Oh, man. Uh, what was I going to say, though? I had to do it the. Yeah, so, like, it's weird that they're bundling an online heavy game with the system, but that's beside the point. There is going to be definitely confusion. Like, people are going to want the Wii Mini with the tablet or the or the tablet Wii for the price of the Wii Mini. I know. Or be like, does that Wii U come in red? I saw a red one. It looked really, like, red. I, I want red. People will still buy, like, without even getting the information, and they're just going to be home trying to set it up and trying to figure out, like... Yeah. Wait, um, is, do you know... I mean, I don't know if you would know, but do you know if the Wii interface, like, changed at all? Like, it, it, still has the whole, it still has the Wii menu. So, like, What's the, so, like, the is... settings and stuff, like, is it going to say, like, oh, searching for access point? Oh, no, 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 they pulled that all. It oh, doesn't okay. have the Wii Shop channel, but it's the same core interface. Yeah, it's yeah. like how the 2DS added, like, a Wi-Fi icon on its version of the home menu, because there's no physical switch, mm. but it's still the same menu, basically. It's like that. But, you know, the, the problem with the Wii Mini is, so there will be people that are confused about the, the multiple Wiis, because... Nintendo, it's not like an iPad, an iPad Air, and an iPad Mini, where there's such established products, and everyone knows in that you could go, oh, I know the difference between the Air and the Mini. Like, people are going to be like, there's two new Wii's, what? So, they have that to face, and parents are probably going to go with the cheaper option if they're not sure, especially because the Wii Mini has so many games for it, because it's the Wii. 3,000, 4,000 games. They're going to look at the Wii U shelf, and it's going to be like 40 games, and they'll be like, so I'm paying $200 for 40 game library versus $99 with a game. For, I mean, yeah, Wii comes with one or two games, depending on what you get, but still. With a game, 99 bucks, and look at this. There, like, there's like hundreds of games on the shelf at Best Buy. <laughs> there's so many games that can't even show the covers. They're all sideways. Like, I have to read the spine. This is crazy. Like, <laughs> Take my money. Wait, where were they six years ago? Yeah, so it's gonna be, yeah, so I think like parents that don't necessarily know the difference are definitely going to go mini. So that could be a problem. <laughs> that could definitely be a problem. On the flip side of that. Are you going to go mini? <laughs> that's, that should be the tagline. But uh, I think the tagline is something... Go big or go mini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not go Wii U or go mini. But um, yeah, on the other hand, granted this all could go horribly wrong, but the flip side of that is yeah. the Wii Mini is obviously very profitable considering it has like no parts in it. <laughs> like it's a piece of plastic with a little chip inside and a disk drive. So there's no 
profit. I mean, it has tons of profits, unlike the Wii U, which has no profits. So Nintendo will make more money off these Wii Minis than off the Wii U. So they might be okay with selling Wii Minis right now. A small price to pay? Literally. In many ways than one. I thought you said in many ways than one. I was like, oh, God. But, uh, oh, miss opportunity. Miss opportunity. But, and then on top of that, the other reason I can see is possibly being a smart move by Nintendo, maybe, if you want to take this path, like, train of thought, is, um, yeah, they're buying Wii Minis now, but in a couple years when they can't find Wii games on shelves anymore, they're like, oh, I guess it's time to upgrade to that Wii U thing. And at that point, when Nintendo's selling them Wii U's, they'll be cheaper to buy for these people that obviously want a more affordable console, and Nintendo will presumably be turning a profit at that point. So in a way, Nintendo's doing almost like a, they're almost ensuring future sales of the Wii U. <laughs> if you go down this train of thought, I know it's a bit of a stretch, but potentially they're ensuring future sales of Wii U by roping in people who don't have a Wii and are wanting to pay a cheaper price and can now jump into the whole ecosystem. Well, the flaw with this, of course, is sure didn't work for all the people that have Wiis right now. There are 100 million Wiis out there. There are nowhere near 100 million Wii U's out there. So, so I'm not sure how sound this is but either way it's interesting interesting move i'd argue and it kind of reminds me of uh remember when like the ps3 came out and then they released the super slim ps2 right after and they were yeah. selling them like side by side and ps2 was 100 bucks it looks like nintendo's trying to mimic that problem is ps2 and ps3 are numbered there's no confusion over what is a ps3 versus a ps2 but there might be confusion over what's a wii u versus a wii mini <laughs> like it's a I, yeah so it could be a little hard but if it worked for sony it could potentially work for nintendo yeah, well, so. at this point, I mean, they're already... Yeah, the time's up. Already, yeah, and I mean it... Yeah. Well, I mean, like, as far as um their head start... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's PS4 launch weekend. PS4's out now, so... Yeah, I mean, when I'm walking by today and I saw, like, a long line for the Wii U... I mean, for the PS3 yeah. off the GameStop. For the PS3? You mean PS4? PS4. Oh wow, it took you three tries to get the right system. <laughs> First of all, there's never a long line for any Wii U anywhere. So don't ever... a decent line. I know. When we, we went. when we got on launch night and everyone was like, oh, it's going to be like the Wii again. And then we went to Best Buy the next day and they still had... To... Actually, I'll give Nintendo credit. Launch weekend, Wii U was sold out. Beyond that, no. <laughs> but launch weekend, That sounds yes. kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, Wii U sold out. Yeah, that's a rare treat. But... Uh, yeah, and we bought it. Like, we stood in line for six hours thinking, oh, it's going to be like the Wii again. We're going to have to get it early. You know, we need to make sure we get it, so we have to wait six weeks or whatever. By the end of Thanksgiving, it was already everywhere. But, um, what was I going to say? It had to do with the Wii Mini. Um, maybe it didn't. I guess that's it for the Wii Mini. Uh, oh, yeah, what I was going to say is it can't obviously be too much of a train wreck for Nintendo. They launched in Canada as a test bed. They then launched in Europe. Now they're launching in the States. So clearly they've seen some level of success. The Wii Mini is the 2DS of the Wii world. There we go. Or the 2DS well, is the kinda, 3DS Wii Mini. Because, I mean... They're the, both missing the two, features. Yeah, but the 2DS is only missing the, the 3D. It still does everything the 3DS That's does. And it's not quite as big of a price difference. The, the Wii Mini is the 2DS of the Wii, which... No, if anything... Wait, what? If anything, no. <laughs> the Wii Mini is the 2DS of the... Oh, I seriously. Yeah, yeah. no, if anything, the second remodel of the Wii is the 2DS because it was only missing the GameCube support. It's right. It's everything else. And now this is like the 1DS. <laughs> this is like the zero this is like the S there are zero D's at this point it's just an S <laughs> it's like alright I'm gonna give you the disk drive and just barely yeah. make it playable <laughs> that's essentially what they did it's not even it's, it's a it's a it's a disk drive that no it's not it, yeah yeah it's not a slot it's a drive yeah. yeah but so that pretty much that's the Wii Mini it's out now if you want a bright red console that doesn't do anything go check it out if you don't want a bright red console that doesn't do anything well, I think you know what to do not buy it so, buy a Wii U. Buy a Wii U. There you go. So, switching gears, actually, speaking of Wii U, nice 
nice transition there. Thank you. Um, um, intentional. I'm sure it was. Uh, so we promised last episode that we'd be talking about that financial briefing Q&A that Nintendo's global president, Tura Iwata, held with investors after the presentation he gave all about how Nintendo's planning to turn around the Wii U for real this time, apparently. So, um, <laughs> first time they were just joshing. Yeah, the first time they were like, yeah, we'll get to it. And now they're like, okay, well, we're getting to for it. For real. For realsies. But, uh, so we talked in episode 56, last episode, about Nintendo's strategy. They want the Wii U to go viral. They want to do word of mouth. That's why we're seeing Wii Fit U being free. That's why we're seeing Wii Sports Club being a download that has free trial for a day and then day pass so you can show your family but not pay for the whole game. You know, all that's part of the idea of making it go viral much like the Wii did. And we talked about that pretty in depth last episode. So this is kind of building off that. The only reason I'm saying this up is because what the stuff I was saying now kind of ties into that. So if you haven't listened to episode 56, go ahead and pause this. We'll be here when you get back. And switch over to 56. Take a listen. It's right at the start of the episode. It's like the first half an hour. And then come back. We'll be waiting for you. And we'll continue. So, okay. Uh, so Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Long time no see. Um, you know, I hope you enjoyed us on that other recording. And now you're back with us on this recording. Anyway. So, um, the main, the biggest, um, thing that I have talked about, I'd argue, during this Q&A was probably how Nintendo is positioning itself against the PS4 and the Xbox One. Because given that it is PS4 launch weekend right now, uh, congrats to all you new PS4 owners. I know there's some of you out there. I'm sure it's an awesome. <laughs> you know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> you know, you know who you are. You know what you did. You know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... No, I was just say that uh, because of PS4 launch weekend, this question is more appropriate now than even it was when it was asked two weeks ago. So um, the the investor I asked basically said, what, what are you going to do? You had a year start. Nothing really came of it. Now you have the PS4 and the Xbox One in your face, like really like on the shelf right next to you. How are you going to compete? In your house. <laughs> in, yeah, it's like literally right there. It is following you into the deep, dark alleys of your city, and it's going to mug you if you don't do anything about it. But uh, so... The response from Iwa was actually kind of interesting, and that's that the um, the Wii U right now, they're trying to offer a different experience than PS4 and 360. I mean, sorry, PS4 and 1. Well, look who's moving them up now. I know, right? So, those those systems are definitely the core gamer systems. There's no doubt. If you look at the lineup, you got stuff that like... That's what he said? That's for a core gamer. That's essentially what they said. He didn't say it in those words, but think about it. You have Killzone, you have... I guess Knack is kind of bridging the gap, but not really. And then on Xbox sure has One, a you have Knack like mediocre review It sure does. It's the cameo of this generation. Uh, remember Cameo on Xbox 360? That game was like the... Eh, what? Cameo. Maybe that's why I don't remember it. Exactly. I remember, Blink the, I remember Blink's the Cat. No, that's place, or that's Xbox One. Cameo was a 360 launch That It doesn't matter. Point being, <laughs> point being it was by Rare is the girl... She rides animals or turns into animals or somehow interacts with, Sounds with familiar. the hey, beasts of the wild. Weren't they both rare? No, they weren't. No, Blinks was pre-rare. Blinks was Microsoft's attempt at Mario. Like, their own Mario. Yeah, it had an interesting it concept, though. Work. Yeah, the Rewinding it's Time. Yeah, it was Prince of Persia before Prince of Persia. Anyway, back Look to Look at this. this talk about Xbox. Yeah, for what is happening. <laughs> uh, back to this. So, those oh, and I remember Cameo. Yeah, with the girl. That's descriptive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could turn into like a giant, like yeah, yeah, gorilla looking monster That's what or saying. like a roly poly looking monster. Yes. Maybe. Anyway, cameo. Yeah. So point being, most of the games, all right. PS4, <laughs> PS4 and Xbox One are very centered on gamers. They're gamer systems for gamers by gamers, etc. <laughs> Maybe not by gamers. Yeah, I'd argue they're by gamers. They were created and engineered. 
programmed by gamers? Yeah, isn't uh, Mark, what's his name? The guy that was in charge of the engineering of um, PS4. Why are we going down this road? He was a game developer. He was initially a game developer, and he made and played games. I would imagine everyone that had a hand in the PS4 has at least played it once. The fact- so they are gamers. The people in the factory just like... Okay, I don't know about them. I mean, that that gets into all sorts of, like, are they even getting paid for what they're doing? They should be, but I bet they're not. Um, there was actually a whole brouhaha involving um, interns that were being forced to build PS4 without getting paid. But, but that's Foxconn. They do all sorts of shady stuff. For all Nintendo uses Foxconn. Apple uses Foxconn. It's a big issue. It's, like, a big problem. But once again, that's beside the point. Let's get back on track here. Uh, sorry. Um, right, so those systems are... PS4, Xbox One are like gamer systems. So what Nintendo's trying to do is be, and this is a direct quote here, they're trying to be one that, have the Wii U be a system that, quote, encourages family fun at home. That's their goal this holiday. They want to have a juxtaposition, or juxtapose it, I guess, against the gamer systems. Be like, sure, okay, you might be a 17-year-old or a 20-something that's like kill zoning it up with your PS4. But what if you want to, like, have your family get together and play around a Wii Sports Sports Club? Or what if you want to, like, all gather around Mario? Or... Or attempt to go skiing and not do... Sneeze. Did you just announce that? Sneeze. Or, like, attempt to go skiing and not succeed at it in Mario and Luigi. Uh, not Mario and Luigi. Mario and Sonic <laughs> at the Olympic Games. They're, like, in that game. They're both in it. <laughs> That's true. Was that one of the your, your Luigi games? No, I don't think it technically was. But, um, yeah, so they're trying to position the system as, like, not those guys. Well, like, what oh, if, well, what if you're like a 19, 20 year old that doesn't have a family nearby that you have to like move Well, on? then you should buy a PS4 or an Xbox One. And there you go. <laughs> the system but, is not for you. Yeah. Look away. Well, it is in 2014 and I'll get to that. But so for oh. currently, Nintendo says their, their core focus stuff will be coming next year. But currently what they're trying to do with this lineup is really appeal towards that demographic that, you know, are more family oriented and more like multiplayer fun. Everyone's in the same room. Everyone's laughing and very well-dressed for some reason and all sitting on a really nice couch that looks straight out of a Kia catalog. That's what all their commercials look like. But, um, so, I want to stress that, you know, this calendar year, that's what they're doing, but it doesn't mean that's what they're doing permanently, just this calendar year. So they're really going after, like, the Wii audience. They're going after people who, you know, they like the Wii and they want a similar experience, which... Oh, they're going back to that ocean. They're they're, they're double-dipping. Yeah, they're double-dipping. So, uh... I mean, it's pretty clear they've been doing this. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. I mean, Nintendo's outright saying it now, but if you look at how they've handled this holiday, the Wii U bundles, they're all very, like, family-oriented. You have multiplayer Mario in one of them. You have Skylanders, a very kid-friendly game with a ton of stuff that makes it a great value. Like we said earlier, that's another bundle. Like, there's also these new Wii U commercials that are all over the place. Is Skylanders on next-gen console, like PS4? Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. Oh, that's interesting. It's on current-gen, it's on PS4. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine it will be, but I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. But, um, what I was say is there's also, if you look at the current crop of Wii U commercials, they also back this whole idea of family, fun, yeah. Like, I mean, they're all parent, every single commercial for the Wii U that is, Nintendo has released, starting with Mario and Sonic up through their, like, general system commercials, all involve parents and their kids interacting together using the Wii U. Which is, like, that's all they are. There's no ad that's, like, a 20-something-year-old just, like... Yeah, I'm playing like I, I don't know some game I would play as a twenty-something-year-old. They're all they're Wind all Waker family. Any- yeah, Wind Waker or anything. They're all family. They're all these. They're all those lifestyle ads where everyone, like I was saying, is like nicely dressed and sitting on an IKEA couch, and they have this really cool room that no one actually lives in because you don't live in a product catalog in real life. Like it's it's really they're sticking to the formula very very closely. And I'd argue the problem with this is that. Nintendo's choosing to portray families maybe in the wrong way. 
Like, it seems I don't know, they should have had the kids fighting. And... No, 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 I don't mean like that. Yeah, they should have <laughs> and had, like, the, the parents yelling at they them. Have an, they this should... is why you can't have anything nice. They're yeah, they should have a divorce unfold over the 30-second commercial. I agree. You let your little brother play. No, but I mean, like, the way they're doing it with, like, the parents and, like, the young kids, it almost feels a little too kiddy. Like, there's this one commercial that they started running called The Pitch. We have, by the way, if you want to see any of these commercials that I'm about to mention, we're going to link to all of them on the blog post for this episode at ramtown.com, episode 57. Um, yeah, so they have this commercial for The Pitch, is what they're calling it. And it's these two kids explaining to their parents why they need to upgrade to a Wii U. First of all, interesting wording. Upgrade Looks to like a Wii I U. need to upgrade. Yeah, it's... Oh, God. Yeah, there's that cheesy line. But, uh, yeah, upgrade to a Wii U. So... The kids are pitching their parents. Why would anyone over the age of those kids, over the age of like eight or nine, see that commercial where the kid's like, we need a Wii U for this. We need a Wii U for that. Come on, Mom and Dad, give us a Wii U. Like, what guy that's like 14 is going to be like, yeah, that's system for me right there, totally. <laughs> like, it doesn't send... I know they're going after the kid market, but teens are still a very big gamer demographic. It's weird that they're just kind of like ignoring them. And then like the Mario and Sonic commercial, like I mentioned, it's a family playing together, young kids and parents. Super Mario 3D World, a game that is for everyone. There's, I mean, yes, it's kid-friendly, but it's not kid at all. It's for everyone. But the commercial, kids with their parents playing. And then, of course, for, because cats, uh, because cats are in it, they randomly turn the girl into a cat. Which is random, as can be. Like, literally, she's playing, and then, like, she spins around, oh, and she's yeah. in it. <laughs> and the, the cat sees, like, seven times her body. It makes no <laughs> sense. But it, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, it's just, like... The Wii was able... I feel like when the Wii launched, it was able to really successfully show a family playing without looking kitty. Like, they'd have, like, 20-somethings Wasn't playing. Wasn't everyone wearing white? Usually? No. Oh, uh, in the promo... In the promo photos that they released in Europe, everyone was dressed in white. And in Japan. But in the U.S., like, the Wii would like to play ads. Those were perfect. They showed families playing together. They showed 20-somethings playing. They, like, really made it... Look, it's for everyone. There's stuff for everyone. It's not... Even Mario, when they showed it, it wasn't just, like... A, eight-year-old and a ten-year-old and their 30-something parents playing and going, oh, you got the mushroom, good job. Like, you know, it was a little deeper, a little more broad than that. And I just think, like, that's where they went wrong is they're targeting... I'm going on, like, a total rant right now. But I feel like they're just targeting the wrong people right now, and I think that might actually hurt them a little. I'm actually not the only one that said this. Um, Emily Rogers, you know, the person... She has, like, all this random insight info on the town. She wrote an article that was kind of going along the same lines. It's like, when I was reading it, I was just like... That's weird. I had these exact same thoughts. Like, is there, like, every point you made? Like, yep, yep, yep. I thought the same thing when I saw that commercial. So it's just like, I don't know. The problem is, and this is the point she really made that I didn't really think of, but it's a good one. Um, When kids see a commercial, they will do what looks cool. And what looks cool is what the older kids are doing. So if they see a commercial with a kid their age playing Wii with their parents, they're going to be like, that's lame. I want to hang out with my parents. They're going to want to do what the 10-year-old's doing, not the 8-year-old. Or they're going to want to do what the 14-year-old's doing. So you need to, like... So basically, their ads right now that have eight and ten-year-olds are appealing to six-year-olds. No. And their parents. That's the problem. Maybe that's the plan. But that's not good enough. Like, the Wii U... I mean, I get it. They they don't want to necessarily go head-to-head with PS4 and Xbox One. But... And maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm overthinking this. But these ads are, like, overly kiddy. And yes, they're family-friendly, but almost too... They, they're doing it wrong. They did it right with the Wii in the early years. I'm not sure how... They need to just, like show more demographics, I guess, than just that one. It's hard to say. But, I mean, to Nintendo's credit with all these ads and stuff, it is going hand-in-hand with that viral word-of-mouth campaign I I mentioned that we mentioned last episode and that we let you pause the episode for and all that. Um, Because, like, you know, We Sports Club, We Fit You, 
those are definitely for more casual users. Those are for the ones that will probably see these commercials and go, oh, hey, that's cool, and then go buy it and then show it to their families, and then their families will get hooked. So, like, on that, on that level, this makes a certain amount of sense. I mean, if they could spread the word virally like they did with the Wii, then perhaps having, you know, a similar line of games and having these commercials that skew towards that specific demographic can make that lightning strike twice. I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like they might be skewing a little too young. I mean, it does explain on some level why, um, when answering a separate question during the Q&A, Iwata was saying that uh, Wii Sports Club's tennis and bowling had to be out this year. Like, he literally said that it was required, quote, for the future of Wii U, which is oh, very wow. dramatic. And, I mean, he makes a point, because, like, if you don't have those games for the people to virally latch onto after they see the commercial, they go, that looks fun for my kids, and then they get the game, the system, and they're like, whoa, Wii Sports! And then they go tell their friends, hey, Wii Sports! And then soon, like, all the the, you know, the suburban families have their Wii Sports clubs up and running or whatever. Like, if they didn't have Wii Sports, that'd be hard to do. So I kind of see where he's coming from with that. But it's, like, it's kind of a funny statement. Like, this is it. Wii Sports determines our future. But that's that's actually why, he was saying that's why Wii Sports Club came out how it did. That's why tennis and bowling are out now and nothing else. They just oh. needed to get this thing out immediately. So because of that, that's why it's digital. Because they're not going to sell two out of five games on a disc and then you buy the other three. That's weird. So they're doing it digitally, and then when all the games are ready, once they have the full development time, they can then possibly put them on disc. Because he said they're not ruling out the possibility of putting them on disc. They just haven't decided they're actually going. You know, they just yeah, haven't decided they could yet. bundle it again with the Wii in the future, and it'll yep. be like the Wii. Like the Wii originally. Yeah. They're yeah. going to have a third re-release at some point. Yeah. And, I mean, Iwata's point works. Like, this could redraw... I'll come with a Wiimote. Yeah. But uh, Iwata's point works that this could redraw the casuals, and it could... You know, it could, this combined with those commercials that are really aiming at those parents, that would be the ones that would virally spread this. Yeah, that could all work. But that's assuming the Wii audience is still there. Because he's saying, oh, we'll replicate the Wii with the same people, have the same success. Assuming, once again, these commercials actually do what they're supposed to do. But that's also assuming that all these casuals didn't start playing games on their iPads instead, or something. So, hard to say. But like I did touch on, looking beyond the holidays, Nintendo did promise that us core gamers will be getting some real games in 2014. I mean, obviously Mario's one that we can definitely enjoy, but, you know, we're, the, the, the gamers' games will be in 2014. Like, you know, the, the Bayonetta 2s and the, Pro, and the X from Molesoft and Smash Bros and all that. That's 2014. And, you know, with, I was saying they're having many games in 2014 that will fit that bill. Makes me wonder if maybe zelda for wii u holiday 2014 title mm, probably be too, i feel like that'd be too soon i feel like we've been had a lot of zelda yeah well, what else would it be i guess smash bros if they take too um, long maybe a metroid oh you see that'd be another good one actually maybe yeah it could be anything really. a new franchise that yeah just came out of nowhere yeah so i mean i mean if we're getting our gamer games and then they shift the marketing to fit that next year and right now they're only doing family just so they you know stand out against PS4 and Xbox One, I guess the strategy makes sense, now that I think about it. It does make sense. I mean, it's, you know, the family-friendly titles are kind of Nintendo's bread and butter, right? So, like, if if they're putting their best foot forward against the competition when the competition has the most buzz, which is this week and next week with the launches and into the holidays, like, if they're like, okay, fine, you can have your holidays for gamers, we'll take the casual crowd, and then next year we'll get the gamers back. In theory, that will work. Question is, in execution, will that work? And I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But that's just one of the things I was saying during the... Uh, that, was my, that was my rant about Nintendo commercials. Thank you very much. And, uh, but that's just one of the things I was saying during that uh, Q&A. He was also talking about um, 
possibly in ways that Nintendo can leverage their back catalog a bit better. A person specifically asked him, like, why don't you use it more? You have so many great games. And his response was that, um, you know, it's possible. It's certainly possible. Um, he said that Nintendo plans to, quote, enrich the virtual console lineup for both Wii U and 3DS because he feels they haven't really been taking advantage of their huge library thus far. So hopefully this means that we, one, maybe this means the cross-platform virtual console we were talking about at the top of the show, and two, I'm hoping this means we're going to start seeing more releases more frequently and more rare releases. Because I think Sam Punishment, when they brought that to the to Wii, the Wii's, uh, the Wii's shop channel, I think that was awesome. When they Even just recently when they did, like, what was it? Earth Summer Band. Carnival 92 Rekka oh, yeah. on 3DS, which was, like, totally random. That was cool because, like, it's this rare game. Or Earthbound, finally bringing that back. Like, I'd much rather see, like, Uniracers and, like, some other random game than another, another, another uh, digital version of, like, Mario 3. Oh, man, yeah. So, so yeah, if, if that's what I want, if, like, if the law is serious about this, I'm, it could be very cool. I'm hoping it's very cool. The last thing you touched on, um, unrelated to this, was Wii U third-party support and how it doesn't really... It's not up to par with what we're seeing on other systems. You know, we're missing features, there's no DLC. Someone specifically asked, well, what, what is going on? Why don't you just money hat? Why don't you just pay companies to do it? That's what the other guys and do. Are we not getting, like, an Arkham bundle, apparently? Something like what? That? Arkham bundle? Are they bundling all the Arkham games? Apparently. And when the only ones aren't getting it? Well, we don't have the first one, so that'd be hard to do. Well, yeah. But, Which makes the most sense, because, like, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's um, Mass Effect 3 all over again. Yeah, the trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, we don't have the first one, so I don't know how they would even do that. But, no, what uh, what was going on here is the questioners are really like, yeah, those guys, money hat. They pay off publishers to make games for their systems. Why don't you? And Iwato basically said that uh, he doesn't think that's going to work, because if they simply do the same thing, it's just going to result in, like, uh, as he put it, price wars. Or money giving that would never end. That's how he worded it. In other words, he has a point. If you, if if Microsoft says or Sony says we're gonna pay you X amount to do this, Nintendo has to come in and say no, 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 wait, we'll give you X plus one, and then Microsoft will go. We have a huge bank, X plus two, and it's just the costs will keep going up and up. Like right now, Sony and Microsoft already spend enough against each other. Imagine if Nintendo oh, started yeah, yeah. money hatting as well. And Nintendo does Put have the like content a, first on Xbox One. Yeah, exactly. And I mean like. Nintendo does have a war chest of like $10 billion or some crazy amount. That's too high. No, that's about right. It's some insane amount. And they can use that. But if they have to start money hanging against giant conglomerates that make every sort of electronic device, it, they're going to lose. That's probably why they're not doing it. An extra hour of gameplay on the PS4. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that sort of stuff. That's all money hanging. That's what yeah. this question was about. So instead, what Iwawa wants to do to address the sort of like extra hour of gameplay or DLC yeah, only on Assassin's this. Creed... It was all that we saw. Watch Dogs will have it as well yeah. on PS4. But So instead, what Iwawa wants to do instead of that exact situation is he wants to... Here, I'm just going to read the quote. Take a unique approach of our own and build substantial... Wait, sustainable. Sorry, I can read. <laughs> sustainable relationships with our third-party publishers. So, um, I'll give him credit. The money hat point is a very good one. It is hard to do bidding wards. But I'm not sure if just saying, oh, we're going to be unique and take a unique approach is really going to get them very far. <laughs> I mean, in Japan it worked. They got Monster Hunter 4 and it's huge. Uh, Dragon Quest is now Wii and Wii U exclusive. That's kind of big, to put it lightly. Dragon Quest is huge over there. But in both those cases, those are Japanese companies where Nintendo's already top dog. I think the question that the guy was asking and what I want to address is the Western third parties. Because that's where there's 
problems. That's where it's a very different story, and it's a very depressing story by comparison. I mean, like, Ubisoft, uh, they have, they've been one of the biggest Wii U supporters, right? They're, like, the biggest third-party supporter Sounds like they got punished for supporting it. Yeah, pretty, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, they got somehow forced into it. Like they committed a crime. It's like you support the Wii U now. They're, they're, they're like that kid that tried to defend the other kid from getting beat up, but then they ended up getting beat up so much worse. And the other kid, I didn't. mean, that's exactly what happened. Literally, like let's let's see these numbers. Like so, they they haven't had less than stellar, stellar sales as we know. I mean, what was once a flagship title for Wii U, Rayman Legends, one million copies across all platforms. Now that was under their expectations. It's not horrible, but they expected better. And. uh that you know that that kind of proves the point that clearly this game was going to be like this is what the Wii is about and it didn't even perform very well. And then if you look at just like how Ubisoft's games sold overall, it's even worse. Like the Wii U represents seven percent of game sales that Ubisoft made. Seven percent. That's less than the Wii's twenty percent, and the Wii is not really a system anymore. That's definitely less than the PS3's twenty-four percent. That's certainly less than the Xbox 360's thirty percent. The only thing it's higher than that 7% is the PlayStation Vita, which accounts for 2% of, of Ubisoft's oh, sales. Something. Yeah, but the Vita is kind of a joke at this point in terms of sale, in terms of like how it's performing. So, you know, of course you could argue, yeah, the Wii U's going to have such small sales because it has much, such a small number of users. You know, the install base is only 3.5 million. But it's supposed million. to be growing the install base. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's supposed to be growing the install base. And when you think about the sheer number of games Ubisoft has released on Wii U, like 10... You would think they would rack up a little more than seven percent. Like there's got, they have so many different games on the Wii U. Something's got to appeal to someone. Mm, I only have one Ubisoft game. I only have I zero. Wow, I'm part of the problem. I have zero. I am part I'm of the problem. Part of twelve games. I am ranting against the situation. I am ranting about this, but I am the problem. I am the cause. Yeah, of my go, rant. yeah, go buy a Ubisoft game. I'm just gonna go buy all of them. I'm gonna right after this, even though it's like we're recording this at like twelve thirty at night. But I'm gonna go buy all of the games right now. I'm just gonna yeah, break Target's into. A deal. I'm gonna break into Best Buy or Target. Buy all the games, leave some cash on the counter, and casually stroll out. That's what I'm gonna do, yeah. right now. No, but um, but it's it's kind of like like that's not that great a situation for Ubisoft, and this is what the guy was talking about when he asked a lot of the question about third party support. But an even better, like more concrete example of the issue is Call of Duty Ghosts, which just came out like what a week and a half ago on every system. So in the UK, it obviously debuted at number one. No shock there, it debuted number one everywhere. I'm sure, but less than one percent. Of those sales, one percent was for Wii U. Less you mean than not thirty-three percent. What you mean? Not thirty-three percent? As it should be. No, not thirty-three percent. No, less than one. The only thing that sold that low was the PC version, and no one plays the PC version. But yeah, less than one percent. To give you some perspective, first of all, UK sales are much smaller than here in the states on the weekly chart. Like we're talking tens of thousands. Like you know, not hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands in some cases, but not usually. Less than 1% of that is, like, a few hundred? I, I don't know. It's, it's pathetic. And, like, the PS4 version. Keep in mind, this is a game you couldn't play for, like, 10 to 15 days because it came out before the PS4 was even in stores. The PS4 version outsold the Wii U version of Call of Duty Ghosts. Which, on one hand, true, Call of Duty fits the PS4 demographic better than the Wii U. But still, you can play the game on the system right now, Wii U, or you can get it and sit on it for 15 days or 10 days, PS4, and yet the Wii U still sells worse than the PS4. It's just like, what? So, it's... Just because uh, sure how much people don't want to buy it on the Wii U, I guess. Yeah, and I well, think... Well, that's assuming... No, I think already... that's exactly it. I think people don't want it on the Wii U because it's missing features. And this is the whole Catch-22 that third-party support is stuck in because, you know, the there is a, there, I'm sure there are a ton of Wii U owners who are interested in the game, right? 
I mean, I, I am to some extent, but it's kind of like, well, for the same price on PlayStation and Xbox, you get clans, which are for some reason missing in the Wii U version. You get DLC, which for some reason is missing in the Wii U version. And it's all the same price. Like, why wouldn't you do that? This is the issue, I think, that the... This and, like, Ubisoft struggles, I think, are what the guy was asking Wa specifically. And Wa is just like, well, we'll do unique things. Oh, okay, that's helpful. So, I mean... I don't know, it's just kind of, this, the problem is, if they don't actually start figuring out, I understand they don't want to spend money, that's, you know, that's, makes sense, especially since they're not turning huge profits, but the thing I don't get is, how exactly do they plan on doing this? Unless they have some brilliant idea, they're just going to have third parties that go, well, we don't think this is going to sell, so we're not going to put full effort into it. Oh, look, it didn't sell, because we didn't put full effort to it, effort into it. Okay, we're not making it anymore. Like, this is the cycle that always happens. It's, we talked, I've mentioned this many a time on the show, this is the Catch-22. So, I don't know what Nintendo's going to do, but they got to figure something out. Like, on the one hand, you see them going after the family market, so they don't necessarily care about Call of Duty at the moment, but they will have to care about Call of Duty. And when they do, I don't know how they're going to handle it. I don't know how they're going to handle third parties at that point. So, since we're already talking about ongoing Wii U struggles, um, I guess this is a good transition to... I was going to say, let's just add more to it. Well, yeah, I guess this is a good transition to the other struggle it's facing, which is the sales struggle. Oh. So, I guess, Jason, sales corner time? Unless there's anything you want to add about the Iwata Q&A? I guess not. Did anyone ask him how his day went that morning? No. No one cares. No. No one that put money in the company cares. <laughs> I would ask him if I met him. That would be my first question. How's your day? And he'd be like, oh, let me tell you, there are so many investors mad at me right now, and he just ramble. Well, the, the thing about that Q&A was inter- it's interesting please because, Please understand, like, if I even... Yeah. The thing about... Yeah, please understand. The thing about that Q&A, though, is that, like, the investors obviously want answers out of him, and he usually gives good teases. Like, we know there's core games in 2014 now, we know they're going to expand virtual console. But then there's also just interesting insight into how Nintendo thinks. Like, the whole, like, family-friendly this year, core game next year. Like, we don't want... Like, we don't want to spend money on third parties because we have this other idea. And it's just, like, it's... It's interesting to see what they think will work versus what does work versus them not learning their own lessons because they've tried to do third-party partnerships and some have worked and some have. I don't know. It's just like, to me, it's just really fascinating to see their, like, the thinking behind some of their decisions, which is like, why well, I like talking about it. But Sales Corner, let's move forward. Um, so MPD numbers for October came out, and there's good news and bad news. Since we were talking about the Wii U woes, I guess it makes start sense to start with Wii U. So... Um, yeah, as usual, Nintendo didn't release numbers, which is never a good sign. There were no official figures released, but of course, they got leaked. They always get leaked. So, here's what we know. The system supposedly sold between 50,000 and 60,000 units. It's The guesstimate is about 55,000, which also, not coincidentally, happens to be the average of the two. Um, so let's say it's 55,000, right? That's here in the U.S. in the month of October. That's actually a drop of roughly 40% compared to last month. Last month, we were pretty happy to report. I was yeah, pretty wasn't happy there to like report. A rise in... Yeah, there was a price drop. There was the Zelda bundle. And sales hit nine, around 93,000. Which, you know, going from like 30 or 40,000 to 93,000 is like, whoa, that's cool. And software sales went up by like 200% at the time. Now, the system's sliding back into its old ways. Clearly, the price drop didn't help long term. It was a flash in the pan. Zelda didn't seem to help once it got retail released in early October. It's still, I mean, I imagine if they, the, there wasn't a price drop and if there wasn't Zelda, we'd be looking at 20000 30000 like we were during the dead period. We are at sixty, you know, close to, somewhere between fifteen and 60000 So it has doubled its absolute dead period. But as you ramp up for the holidays, you don't want to be going down in sales. You want to be going up. 
So there's still definitely a problem here. And I think, like, just to give some perspective, um, the first October the GameCube was out, so, you know, 11 months after it launched, which is where the Wii U is now, it managed to sell 168,000 units. That's triple what the Wii is currently selling. And GameCube, as we know, didn't have the greatest, wasn't the greatest success story for Nintendo. But it managed to sell triple what the Wii is currently selling in the month of October. I mean, it sounds like the GameCube is like the punching bag of like poor sales. Well, it's just the best example of Nintendo's weakest selling system. Well, yeah. Outside Virtual Boy. Uh, so yeah, if you're comparing Was how... Virtual Boy ever doing better than the Wii U? No, of course not. <laughs> Virtual Boy, they can't, they stopped after three months or something insane. Oh. But yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, I guess GameCube is just the best example because that's the lowest... Bar Nintendo set, and now Wii is lower. I mean, now I was at 186,000 versus 55,000 between the two. At this point in its life, GameCube is now 1 million units ahead of where Wii U is. Or Wii U, I guess is a better way to put it, is 1 million behind where GameCube was. Wow. So that's not good. I think we're really getting to the point now that, like, Nintendo needs to do something. I mean, to make matters worse, the games aren't selling either. Sonic Lost World, uh, no official numbers. But the leaked numbers say that between the Wii U and 3DS versions of this Nintendo-exclusive game, for a fan base that likes Sonic, it only sold 30,000 copies. That's in five days, and those games tend to have legs and don't necessarily have a huge immediate launch. But 30,000 is really low when you think about Wii U and 3DS. Basically, that's our co- that's like if everyone in our college at UCSB... That's University of California, Santa Barbara, go Gauchos. Uh, <laughs> everybody in our college bought... Both the Wii U and 3DS versions. That would be the sales total. 30,000. Oh, wow. Actually, that'd be more. Sonic's up to a slow start. Indeed. He, he's got to go fast. I mean, he has to speed this up. Ha! Meme! He has... No, but he has to speed this up. Or they have to... Sega has to turn this around. Like that. But the thing is, as the holidays approach, it sells better during holidays. I'm sure it'll be okay. Like, when Sonic and the Black Knight debuted on uh, Wii, you know, the sequel of Sonic and Secret Rings, that debuted with, like, 87,000, which isn't... I mean, that's 50,000 more, but... It went on to sell pretty well, so it could be a slow start, but still, not a good number for an exclusive third-party game of a, fran- of a franchise that Nintendo fans traditionally love. And we don't really have anything to compare that to. Uh, leaked numbers weren't... Re- there were no leaks of numbers of Wind Waker HD or Wii Party U, so it's hard to say how Nintendo's own games are doing, but it's really becoming clear that this holiday season, as I mentioned in the financial report we mentioned last, um, last episode, this is really like the do-or-die moment for Wii U. Like, if this thing doesn't hit, like, hundreds of thousands in sales, Nintendo's in really big trouble. And even that's gonna be hard, because let's say that you want gun for 200,000 in sales, right? That means that it has to sell four times the number of consoles it currently is selling. Which, yeah. when you wear it that way, sounds kind of daunting, doesn't it? Like, you have to quadruple your sales in a month. It does have Mario to help it. And it does have Sonic, Mario impossible. and Sonic. It's doable. November and December, this was another point I want to make during the Q&A. November and December, generally speaking, are the best, obviously, the best-selling months for video games. The vast majority of video game sales, according to Iwata, for Nintendo, are in these two months. And if you look like, you know, if you go back to our old... Wasn't that the case for, like, every... Yeah. But he's just saying, specifically for Nintendo, because they're more family-oriented, which means more Christmas gifty, these two months are, like, the vast majority of their business. So it is possible that we'll see sales like quadruple. They're a holiday business. Yeah. So it is possible that we'll see sales quadruple or repeat five or six times. But even then, that's only 300,000. Nintendo wants to sell like 9 million of these by March. So if in the busiest two months they sell, let's say, a million if they're even lucky, where are those other 7, 8 million coming from? 
Like, I don't know how they're planning to do this. So, uh, yeah. And, and keep in mind, they do have on their side for this one. They have Mario 3D World. They have Wii Fit You. They have Wii Sports Club. They have Wii Party You. They have Mario Sonic at the Olympic Games. They have all the system bundles. They have... And they have I'm running out things to list. They have Wind Waker still. They have Pikmin still. They have... What did you say? I said Wind Waker. Oh, and yeah. Then you said, I yeah, mean, they have they one have, one-on-one for people that will give it a shot. All five of them. They, yeah, that game, unfortunately, didn't do well, which is a bummer because it's good. But they... um. They have what they need for success. It's just a question of do people even care? Are people even interested in the concept of the But do they need what they have? Yes. And then some. It didn't really work. No, it did. But I'm starting to wonder if it's like... Is this... Is it it coming down to the point that people simply don't like the concept of the Wii U? Are they just not interested in a tablet on their game console? Like, it's... I'm starting to wonder if it's awareness or the concept itself. Honestly, I feel like a good amount of it might be awareness... Mm-hmm. There, are, I, I, don't know, I feel like there's some people. I I know some people that just aren't interested in it, or just right. don't. They still don't really like how it looks or anything about yeah, it. Yeah, but I guess when the games come that change their mind, then they'll Maybe, probably. Yeah. I mean, that's how there's a thought system. Like, oh, I don't need that. Hardware. That's true. So Mario would be the first of that, and I, I I feel like Wii Sports Club and Wii Fit U could do it, but it would probably help if Nintendo advertised them. <laughs> I mean, we talked about, like, all yeah, this family... Even there's no commercials. There's no anything. There's no print ads. There's nothing. Like, I, I don't understand this. I mean, we talked about those family-friendly ads for so long, and I went on my whole rant about how they're all so focused on the little kids and the parents. This is what they need to advertise the most, considering yeah. they're for the casual people that aren't exactly. going to be looking for it. And they already are advertising to the parents indirectly by doing those family-friendly ads of the kids and the parents, because the parents are the ones going, I want that experience with my kid. I'm going to go buy the Wii U. Yet they could also be running ads like during morning television, during The View, I don't know, that are like, hey, with the We Fit You, I mean, they even have a great slogan for We Fit You. It's like fitness that fits. It's like you take the, the logic being you take the We Fit meter with you when you go out. That's, you're still doing We Fit Fitness stuff, but you're busy going about your day. Like, it, they have the, the pieces. Like, the website's really, like, you know, fitnessy and casual friendly, and they even have lines in their, in their little, like, intro video that's like a... You know, it works like all those other fitness trackers, but it's so much cheaper, and it integrates with your TV. Like, they have everything lined up. They just need to, like, press play on the commercial and, like, get it on TV. I don't know what they're thinking, but hopefully they turn this around, because this is this holiday season is do or die for Wii U. And usually, I like to think both of us generally are pretty optimistic about Nintendo. Like, yeah, we'll criticize them when necessary, of course, but generally speaking, we I feel at least that they can usually pull through things and do okay and most of their strategies are sound on some level i'm hesitant about this i don't think they're going to meet their goals it'll, it'll be interesting to see i'd be very happy to be proven wrong but i really don't know if they're going to but to balance out all that bad sad wii u news there's some good 3ds news the other half of the mpd report this month was that um thanks to strong sales of pokemon x and y and the 2ds the nintendo 3ds has once again been the number one uh hardware so in the number one spot for hardware sold on the U.S. sales charts. This is the sixth month in a row that has done this, and it actually doubled its September sales in October. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, it went from like 218,000 or something People like that. People are loving that 3DS. Yeah. Slash 2DS. Exactly. It sold almost Slash half a million. Slash 3DS XL. <laughs> it's, uh, it sold almost half a million in uh, October alone. 452,000 units. M- heavily driven by the 2DS. So people may have laughed at the 2DS and then there were a couple people like me that were like, no, 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 it might actually be a good idea. And now it turns out it is a good idea. So not that wasn't me trying to brag. I'm just 
was bragging. Um, so, and then speaking of Pokemon, so that's the other thing that drove the sales so much. Uh, the combined sales of Pokemon X and Y here in the U.S. in October have topped 1.7 million copies over the course of the month. That, keep in mind, there's 4 million worldwide in two days, and then 1.7 here in the States. Um, if you break down the individual game sales, you're looking at X outselling Y, which makes sense. X does seem like it'd be more popular. But neither of them were able to individually outsell Grand Theft Auto V, which in its second month on the chart managed to move 1.1 million copies, making it the number one individual game on the top 10 this month. Pokemon X came in number two, Pokemon Y came in number three. Combined, they overtake GTA V, but separately they don't. So, uh, yeah, and the MPD is saying that these games, Pokemon and GTA, are actually what really carried the industry this month. Like, software sales were up 10%. Hardware sales were down 8%. The ten percent was strict like the up the upage, the increase in ten percent was strictly Pokemon and GTA, they're saying. And if it wasn't for those two, the industry would be down overall for the month, but it was up slightly thanks to these guys. So, there you go. And also thanks to Pokemon, actually. Uh Nintendo saw the best month of three DS first party software sales since the one two punch of Mario Kart seven and Super Mario three D land way back in December twenty eleven, at the peak of the holidays, when they had the double whammy. So, they managed to move in October over 2 million first-party 3DS games. Obviously, Pokemon was 1.7 in that, but the other 300,000 were all the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. Everything from Mario Luigi Dream Team to Animal Crossing and beyond. So, it, it was a good month for the 3DS. There's definitely no denying that. And it's also interesting that the uh, X and Y has the highest attach rate among 3DS owners of any Pokemon... That has a higher attach rate among 3DS owners than uh, any Pokemon on the DS did. There are more copies of Pokemon per 3DS person, 3DS, than there is uh, than there was with any Pokemon for DS. Granted, that's probably because the 3DS is much more user base, so the Pokemon games sold well, but there's less people in this. You know, there's it. You know what I'm trying to say? I can't seem to formulate this. Let me rephrase. Um... The the rate the the attach rate, meaning the number of people who own the system and specific game, was higher for X and Y than it was. For any of the DS Pokemon games with their respective systems. No, that makes sense. There are, yeah. there are more people with Pokemon X and Y than there were people with Ruby and Sapphire. Well, not exactly like that. that. It's more the flip side. There are fewer people with the 3DS, but the game sold, you know, super well still. Which means more people that own a 3DS had to have bought the game. Because there are fewer 3DSs to start. So oh. it's not necessarily Pokemon's strength. It's more the 3DS's weakness that makes it possible. Oh. But that's still... Pokemon still did incredibly well. So it's, a, you know, that 3DS news... I'd say it's it, it's a nice counterbalance to the Wii U news. I mean, you know, the holidays will certainly be interesting. I'm actually really curious to see, like, next month when we do November's numbers. That will be super fascinating, I think. And then even when we do December's numbers in mid-January. Yeah, those are going to be two Jason Sales Corners. Like, if you want to listen to two of these, I know some people probably skip past this with the timestamp. But if you, and you probably aren't even hearing what I'm about to say if, you're, if, you, if you were skipping. But if you skip the MPDs, definitely stay tuned to the next two because those are going to be, like, the make or break for Wii U and how high can the 3DS go? This is this is this is the moment. So um, I think that pretty much wraps up for. Oh wait, no, one thing I should probably mention. Uh, oh boy, no, no, no. I was gonna say wraps up for news, but there was one thing worth mentioning, and that's Nintendo. You know, they may have trouble selling the Wii U, but they have no trouble getting it into the hands of people pretty quickly, at least for a few minutes. And that's because they have a ton of events, they have a ton of mall tours, they keep doing them, and they have more going on right now. So. Uh, they're bringing back their holiday mall experience, which we went to last year and covered, and we will once again be covering this year once it starts. It's going to be a 23 mall 
It's going to be in 23 different locations, I guess is a better way to say it. Starting on November 25th and going right up to Christmas, almost, on December 22nd. So you have a whole month to go check it out. There are going to be Wii U's, 3DS's, 2DS's. 29 games in total will be playable. It's pretty much a who's who of all the major games. games this year. Yeah. So it's going to be every major first-party release. Uh, you know, pretty much from March onward. It's going to be all the big third-party games. We've got Scribblenauts, Just Dance, Batman, Rayman Legends. They're all going to be there. You can go check them out. And new this year is you're going to have costume characters at the events at designated times. So depending on the location and what weekend you go, you could see Mario, you could see Luigi, you could see Pikachu, which they never really roll out, Pikachu. So, um... But the Comic-Con. Yeah, besides the Comic-Con. But yeah. they have, like, multiple Pikachu costumes now, I guess, because they're going to be in multiple places within a few days of each other, and I don't think they're flying Pikachus across the country. Um, yeah, so like I said, we're going to be covering it, um... We'll have the extra going up in the next few weeks. There'll be a photo gallery. We'll have impressions of the event. And this is actually our second mall tour article that we've done recently. Uh, if you haven't been on the site in the past week, uh, go over to ramtown.com and check out a new extra I wrote called A Smaller Nintendo Experience, which looks at the now just completed mall tour that Nintendo did, which was, is a little more low-key. is missing some of the pizzazz and the costume characters that uh, the holiday mall tour had. But, you know, if you're curious about how Nintendo does it when they're just like, here are the games... Like, we want to draw your attention, but we're only doing it with games. We're not going to have all the flashiness. This is how they do it. So, yeah, check out the Smart Nintendo Experience. We have some photos, some general thoughts on it. It's over on the site right now. And in addition to that small event, Nintendo's doing another small event as we speak. This is, um, this is probably even smaller than the small Nintendo Experience I just described. It's, uh, it's one game on one TV in one place with one fake living room. They are at Pottery Barn Teen, which, by the so way, random. is that a thing? I never... I know. What teenager is like, man, I can't wait to go Pottery Barn Teen. It's so perfect for me. Like, who who are these people? All the shows are adjusted to their height. I guess. But I think it's... Yeah. And then they have, like, cool posters. Like, like I don't even know. What does a teen want in their room? Like, when I was a teen, it's just like, I want cool posters. I don't I mean, care. Like, I... sure, cool furniture's nice, but, like, Pottery Barn's, like... Forks and like plant pots, like it's just like well, oh man. The, well, need... the, well, the teen version clearly has things more suited for them. Yeah, I don't know. It just strikes me as weird. Like, is there a demand for Pottery Barn teen? Whatever. I had no idea that was a thing. I'm kind of surprised that's a thing, but I'll accept it's a thing because I have no choice because it is a thing. So well, Nintendo, um, I guess, believes it's a big enough thing to bother putting their Wii U there. Well, yeah. So what they're doing is they're gonna have in 13 different Pottery Barns. Sorry, in 13 different PB teens. That's literally what they're not Pottery Barn teen. They're PB teens. In 13 different PB teens, peanut butter teens, they're going to have um, a living, a fake living room with a Wii U in it running demos of Mario 3D World. And not the demos that they've been showing everywhere, but actually, like, the full, like, a good chunk of the game. Like, the overworld map and multiple levels. You can just sit there and play. You can enter to win a Wii U deluxe set with four Wii remotes and a copy of the game. It's just kind of casually there. It's there till November 24th. So if you're in, near one of the 13 locations, definitely check it out. Um, for that, just check it out for the bizarreness more than anything else. But for that and for the Holiday Mall Tour, we have links on the blog post, ramtown.com, for this episode. That's episode 57. We have links to the sites where you can get more information on where and when and the hours and the games that are there and that sort of thing. But in the case of the Pari Barn one, it's definitely one of the more bizarre things Nintendo's done, I'd argue. But it's I guess it's not too far out there when you go back to Iwata's points about they're going after the family market this year because it's like yeah your parents are shopping in Pari Barn you wander into Pari Barn teen as a 15 year old going there's no way they understand me no one understands me I'm an angsty teen and you walk in and you're one you're impressed they understand you very well 
and two, um, you see the game and you start playing. And then you bring your parents over and they're like, oh, or better yet, you're a 10 year old kid who's aspiring to be a teen, but you're still stuck as a tween. Oh, but you so go to PB teen anyway, and you start playing, and your parents come over, and next thing you know, you have a Wii. That's true. I guess if you're a really, really little kid, you're going to see a Wii U, and then you're like, whoa, alright, so yeah, the Wii U's like, in here, that means teens are into this, so. Yeah, so Going from that, that angle, it makes sense. But, uh, and they've done, they've done weirder now that I think about it. Actually, yeah. They, I don't know if you remember last year when the Wii U launched on Black Friday, they put Mario U, New Super Mario Brothers U kiosks in Old Navy for people to play while online. Oh, pay. yeah. Which was like, I, I don't know which is weirder. They're equally weird. I think this is weirder just because PB Teen is a thing. Like, Old Navy, everyone understands Old Navy. No one understands PB Teen. If someone understands PB Teen, please leave a comment on this episode and explain its purpose because. It, it it doesn't need to exist. There's a PB Kids. There's a PB Adult. What's, why is there a PB Teen? There's no Gap Teen. Teens just go to The Gap. Yeah, The Gap. I'm totally, totally relevant reference in 2013. We're talking about 90s, hit 90s clothing store, The Gap. But um, they're still around. They're just not as popular. But anyway, so that's it for News For Real. Um, I guess it's ready to talk about what we're playing. It's uh, The theme of the episode, after all, is Strikes, Aces, and Balance Boards. Yeah. So we might as well talk about what make those True. strikes, aces, and balance boards do their thing, which yeah. is Wii Sports Club and Wii Fit You. So um, we both play Wii Sports Club. Jose is the only one that's played Wii Fit You. So I guess we'll start with the one we can both talk about, which is Wii Sports yeah. Club. So it only two are out right now, tennis and bowling. They're released boxing, baseball, and golf down the road. Um, I guess how you want to do this. Should I run through my thoughts on tennis and bowling mm. and you can just... I don't Jump know. In my, my, I don't really have that many. I played it more than you because you did the twenty-four hour trial, and I actually bought the thing. So yeah. So I you mean, want me to? T- I'll take lead on this, and then you obviously do. We. Yeah, this whatever. is something we probably should have figured out before we started recording. <laughs> We're just like, what should we do? I don't know. Let's have everyone listen. Oh. Uh, speaking of listening, be sure not to turn it off right now, even though we're talking about nothing, because at the end of the episode, we still have our twenty-dollar eShop giveaway that we need to explain. So you don't want to miss uh. that. I guess I'll... Okay, I'll do Wii Sports. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I was going to say about it. It's, like, it's Wii just Sports in HD. Yeah, it is. But it has some other stuff. So, I'll talk about tennis, I'll talk about bowling, and I'll kind of talk about the package as a whole. So, tennis. Uh, there's Okay, first of all, this is the first version of tennis that uses Motion Plus support. Bowling reappeared in Wii Sports Resort, so we've already had the experience of Motion Plus bowling. But tennis was... It was never... There was never a Motion Plus I tennis. Know, I think it's because I only played online. I don't think I actually felt... Any actual improvement in anything? Oh, it's totally different. If, if anything, I thought it was worse. But it, it, it has a learning curve now. That's but, what's but that's interesting. Just because, it's not pick up and play anymore. But it, I don't know. I, most, a lot of my games were lagging. I mean, the only time it kind of started working was when I was playing against you. Right. But, but that's because we're physically not that far apart. We're both in LA County. Yeah, yeah. but um, it, I guess it just felt weird. Yeah, well, the thing is that we, the Motion Plus does have more precise controls once you get used to it. Like, it works well and you can, you know, it can measure the force you're swinging. It can measure the exact angle and... The direction. I thought they so getting out of sync a lot. So that always helps, but that's what I was going to say, is one, as was the case with Wii Sports Resort, it does uncalibrate itself occasionally. So if you're playing online, you're stuck. You can't recalibrate in the middle of online, but you can recalibrate in single player. Yeah, you so that down helps. the D-pad. But the other thing, and that gets a little annoying when it misreads a swing, but it happened less and less the more I played, because I think I got used to it, because I was swinging it like a normal Wii Remote, because that's how I'm used to playing Wii Tennis. But then as you get used to you more subtle movement, more, you know, that sort of thing, it starts to work a little better. But I think there's definitely a learning curve with the controls this time. It's not... You could pick up and play, but it won't work quite as smoothly as the original Wii Tennis. You have to des- 
uh, you have to designate a little time to like go. Okay, it's a gentler swing. It's you know more precise. It's that yeah. Sort of thing. I guess there once you do that, four it's different fun. swings pretty much yeah. compared to the original Wii Sports. So yeah. it's just left, right, and up. I guess. In the original, yeah. 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 Yeah, this one, like, it's really, like, the angle you swing, the twist and everything, the force. It's, it's definitely a lot more... There's more to it. And to help you get used to it, Nintendo did include three new single-player training modes, which are actually pretty fun. So they're, like, training modes and high-score modes, a kind of a hybrid of the two. So, um, you know, they have stuff like you're shooting a tennis ball through rings, which is nothing new. They have a whack-a-mole where you're trying to hit moles as they pop up with the tennis ball. And there's a... Uh, there's one that they called... Oh, what's it called? Duck run? Duck dodge? Something like that. There's a mechanical... You know one of those, like, automatic ball tosser things? Yeah. Like tennis courts? It's a duck on wheels. And it starts rolling around the court. So you're practicing not just swinging, but swinging from different angles, which is how online obviously works, where you don't know necessarily where the person's going to hit it from, but you have to be able to react appropriately and not have the ball fly off the court when you do. So that one helps you train with that. So, you know, all that is the single-player experience, but then you can take your online, which is the big thing. And it is fun, but like you mentioned, Jose, it is definitely laggy at times. Oh, mileage may vary, I guess. Yeah, it really does. It, it's annoying because even when it shows signal strength is like four bars or five bars, it will still kind of lag occasionally. But I'd say in all the times I played, maybe only a quarter or a fifth of the matches lagged. The majority did not, and it worked great when it didn't. So, so yeah, your, your mileage may vary. Uh, it is one odd choice they made, though, is that even if you're playing, you're always playing doubles online. Even if it's just, like, you can have you and a friend play, I believe. I actually haven't tried that yet. Or you can play by yourself. But if you play by yourself, there's two of you on the court, and there's two of your opponent on the court. There's no one-on-one whatsoever, which is odd. And if you play real doubles with two people, you don't get ranked. Because one of the things they have now is you can get ranked every match you do. This is in bowling as well. Is it in bowling as well? Yes, it's in bowling as well. When Mm. you win, you get points. When you lose, you lose points, and you move up in levels. And you can, like, that gives you a sense when you get a new challenger of um, how good they are based on their level. Or how much they've played. <laughs> yeah, although oddly, one thing you can't do is only compete against people of a similar level. Right now, they don't have that. So I'm hoping they add that in the future because that's kind of a big oversight. Mario Kart does that. Like, everyone does that. Yeah. So it's weird that you can't... They have the levels in place, but you can't really weed out people that are really good or really bad. So, But um, I would say, I will say it's, it's pretty addicting because like, I jumped right into online where I didn't really know the controls. So I was like trying to figure out the con- get the controls down which isn't as hard as I'm making it sound, but it did take a little time. I was trying to do that while playing online, so I was like, really moving, I was like, no, 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 I can't not win. Like, I need to win a match. Like, I have to. And I, like, hour later, this shows how bad I am at this. Hour later, I finally win, and I was like, wow, it's been an hour. I did not expect that. Like, I did not expect to be playing tennis, Wii Sports tennis, for an hour straight online in one, like, one go. But it's, it's actually really fun. Then there's bowling, which uh, definitely slower pace. Not as a negative thing, just obviously bowling is slower pace. But that allows for, um those motion plus controls feel a whole lot more accurate. Part of that's simply because, uh, you know, Wii Sports Resort nailed the controls, and Nintendo and mm-hmm. Namco Bandai just ported them right over. So you still have a whole, uh, you can do automatic bowling, you can do manual bowling. Automatic is you just swing, manual is you're holding B and you let go and you want to let go of the ball. It's just like in how it's been. Um, but everything's just more accurate. Like, the way you can twist the controller mm-hmm. to spin the ball, all that, because it's more slower paced, you're not like running around trying to hit things as quickly as you can. It just... It clicks better. It works better. I never had an issue in bowling with the controls whatsoever. So uh, it all, it also uh, has more play options than tennis, which is kind of nice. So they have the same type of training high score modes to choose from. In this case, offering you know the ability to like uh, they had some they had one where it's like you're you're trying to hit 
these crazy configurations to land a spare. So it'd be like weird splits or whatever, like one pin on the far left and all the others on the far right or that sort of thing. Um, they had one where you're going up against 100 pins. They had one where you're just like, you know, doing different spins and twists to get a better feel for the ball. And on top of those, in the normal bowling mode, they also have a 100 pin variation. They Kind of like in training. They have the normal 10 pin and they have a... Uh, mode where you're trying to bowl around barricades and barriers that are blocking your path. So there's actually a little more to choose from than tennis, and the three standard modes of 10-pin, 100-pin barriers are online, which is nice. That's not just 10-pin. I might be wrong about 100-pin. I haven't tried that online. I take that back, but barriers is online, for sure. Um, and it's obviously because it's turn-based and because it's less uh, intensive, no lag, really, with bowling. I think maybe once it stuttered, but for the most part, it was buttery smooth. Oh. Which makes sense, because it's not... You're yeah, just yeah. watching the other person play. You're not, like... It doesn't have to process it in real time. So so those are the two individual modes. I mean, they're pretty straightforward. It's tennis and it's bowling. What you expect. Overall, though, I think the package is actually kind of great. The um, Miiverse integration, first of all, is really cool. So clubs... Cl how it works is you can pick your... You join a club. It can be by region, so by state... Or by country, if you're outside the U.S., I guess. And um, they're actually really cool. Like, and you can view stats of your club and see, like, where your club ranks against other clubs and where the people within your club rank and that sort of thing. And, uh, I don't know, it feels oddly communal. Like, even though, yeah, I don't know these people, and, yeah, it's kind of like a gimmicky. It's just a label they're sticking on us because we all live near each other. It does feel kind of communal. Like, when you see your club doing better, you're like, yeah, that's right, guys. You're like, you know, in me versus it, it just feels, it has, like, it does feel like you're at part of a gym or a club or something. Which I did not expect at all. I thought it'd be super like, oh, whatever. But I guess the stat tracking really helps to bring together that like team building feel. I, I don't know. Or I'm just super weird. Take your pick. Um, but the uh, the only thing I wish there was is that like... So there are the clubs. And you can join any state. You don't have to join the state you live in. But I wish there was a way to create your own club. I mean, we fit you has communities, which I'm sure you'll talk about soon today. But... Uh, which you can create your own and share and have everyone within the community. But why can't you do that with clubs? Like, I'm hoping the developers in the future didn't, roll didn't out. did they say? I remember hearing something about creating your own clubs. In sport club? Yeah, they never said maybe, it as far as I know. I'm hoping they say it. I'm hoping they do it. I'm maybe, hoping they're just trying to get the Maybe what they're thinking about Wii Fit. I don't know. Yeah, Wii Fit, they've made a big point of it. Wii Fit actually is the first uh, game to launch private Miiverse communities with mm. those communities. But, yeah, I'm hoping Wii Sports Club falls suit. I'm guessing they're just trying to pump the games out and then maybe they'll double back because it's all downloadable games. They can, you know, update them. But who knows? Uh, I will say, though, that one odd thing, one, it's kind of cool but it's kind of weird, is in both games you can actually assign taunts to the D-pad. So you have up, left, right, you have three taunts, and they can be pre-written messages of encouragement, of trash-talking, of just random gibberish. Or you can make your own through Miiverse, which means you can type them or hand-draw them. If you choose to make your own, that's where things get weird because because it's through Miiverse and online, Nintendo actually moderates them. So you write them, you submit them, and then Nintendo, someone at Nintendo sits there and approves them and then sends them back, and then you get to use them. Which is like a weird... I've never seen that in an online game. I mean, it kind of makes sense for Nintendo, you know, being as uh, safe as they tend to be. But it's still kind of From a the weird... the people that shut down? Well... Yeah. yeah. It's still just kind of a weird choice. But um, it's fine, though, because I've been only using the pre-written phrases, but I've actually, like... I feel like I'm having real conversations with people I'm playing online. Because it'll be, like... Just the way you combine them and respond to each other, you can actually, like, 
kind of carry a conversation. Like, you know, if you miss a ball, and you go like, aw, the other person will make some comment about, like, nice, I did well, and then you say, like, nice, back, and then they're like, nice, and even though you're just saying nice back and forth, you know what's going on. You're complimenting them on the good play. They're like, thanks, man, and you're like, yeah. Like, it's well, super, I know this sounds super ridiculous and, like, rudimentary, but it's just, like, I didn't expect the communication to actually work that well. So, with just three words. So there's that. And also during matches, the gamepad, it's not used whatsoever, except to show Miiverse posts that kind of scroll in and out of the screen. There's stuff like tips and tricks for what you're playing, advice, encouragement, and just general comments about, like, Wii Sports and life and whatnot. And, you know, it's not very useful in tennis because you can't really look down at the gamepad, but in bowling it is kind of fun to just read them as they stream by while your opponent makes his move or whatever. Although, once again, you don't have that much time to work with, but... So, I guess the, uh, the last thought is graphics. As you pointed out at the top of this, it is just Wii Sports in HD. Like, literally, graphically, it's Wii Sports in HD. There's no crazy graphics. There's no, like, fancy clothing effects or anything. It's just very crisp looking now. It looks nice. The lighting's good in the bowling eye. There's nice reflections, more so than in the past. But it's just a crisper Wii Sports. It's nothing absolutely mind-blowing by any means. So, I guess the real thing comes down to, is it worth it? And I know, Jose, you obviously didn't get it, so you don't think it's worth... Maybe, a, in your case, would you say it's worth a day pass? Or, like, on those rare chances you want to I don't think I could ever justify a day pass. Because, I mean, the thing with me is, like, I never enjoyed the original Wii Sports enough right. to actually say I like it. I only played it because it was something to do with other people. Because everyone right. around me enjoyed it, and then obviously I enjoyed playing with them, but... Right, but not by yourself. I personally didn't really enjoy it that much. So if you had someone come over, though, let's say you're doing local multiplayer, would you... Spend the two bucks and do a day pass, or are you totally not interested? Mm, uh, that's tough. I, I honestly, uh, just, that's because, just because I know I'm going to, like, usually my Wii U is the one that's exposed to, like, bigger groups of people at once. Right. I feel like I would rather just end up buying it just because it would give me more options for us to do at the group. I that's mean, fair. just because I personally don't find it as fun to play doesn't mean I won't play it with other people. Right, gotcha. I mean, I could, I'm okay with the bowling and it's kind of, I don't know, I feel it's kind of boring. I think that sums up, really, the, the thing with Wii Sports Club. It's, like, I really enjoyed it, and I'd say, like, if you like the first Wii Sports, which in your case you don't, um, and you have people to play it with, or you think you can play online and have fun with it, even though you don't necessarily have someone to interact with right next to you, then, yeah, it's probably worth it. If you aren't big on it, no, it's not worth it. And it, it's one of those games that, like, your, your mileage is going to vary. Like, even if you choose Day Pass when you have people come over versus Unlimited, which is what I did, 10 bucks up front, you just get it and keep it. It's like, that's fine. I'll have yeah, it when I, I want Because I think, it, like, I mean, I could still see myself, like, not regretting if I buy it just because I know I would get a lot of usage out of it. Yeah. But. The, yeah. One, the one thing I'll say, though, is, like, I'm happy with Unlimited. I'm glad I did it. But it barely is worth the cost. Because it is just, yes, they add a few modes. Yes, the Miiverse stuff is cool. But it is just Wii Sports up at the end of the day, with Motion Plus Control that they lifted from Wii Sports Resort. Like, it's basically, you know, I I could see someone think, thinking it was not worth $10, definitely. I thought it's worth it, albeit barely, but I could see people going the other way. So really, at the end of the day, my recommendation would be this. I personally really like it. I think it's really cool stuff. Miiverse is cool. Um, the training modes are a nice plus, just because it gives some variety. The Motion Control, Motion Plus Controls work well. But you have to want to play Wii Sports, and you have to be okay with the idea of playing it solo. Even if online, because you're often going to be playing solo. Unless you always can guarantee you'll have a group with you. So in my case, I'm fine with it. I think it's great. 
Some people may not, but if, if that all sounded interesting to you and sounded good to you, it does what it sets out to do very well, and I think you'd enjoy it if that's what you want. But if you're not that interested, it's not like a, it's not like you know a Mario, some Mario games or whatever, where like you have to play this, even if you had no interest, you don't understand it will be good. Like this one's really like you know what you're getting into before you get. It. And of course, it does have that 24-hour trial, so these all these impressions might have been for nothing because you could just go try it for yourself. But. But yeah, so I'd say if if you're a fan of Wii Sports, this is probably worth picking up. But you give it a shot first, probably. So that's yeah. that's my take on Wii Sports. I personally really enjoy it. I think it does a lot of things well, but you know, it's more personal preference based on a lot of games. Wii Fit U, on the other hand, seems like more of a full fledged package than just like random upresing. So um, how are you like? Is it to some extent? I, I feel like there wasn't that much really high risk upresing. I mean, the graphics still, I mean, it feels kind of just like Wii Sports. They feel very, very samey. It just feels like, oh. It's just crisp. It just now fills up the screen without looking blurry. Right. It's pretty much well, what you think of, So how's Wii Fit you treating you? I mean, you've, you've um, had it since the freebie went live on November 1st. So yeah, but time. I didn't get to play it until a few days later because I had to get myself a balance board from right, my old. Right, right. Well, my either way, you've had it. You've played it for over a week now or so. so. Yeah. So what I, do you think? I, it's everything I imagined and, 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 more. and more, yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I'm really, really happy with it. Like, pretty much just, like, I guess just to kind of break it down a little. Sure. Um, I'll start with the reset. This one, I did and well, let's get this out of the way. I never played Wii Fit Plus, so I know a lot of the things were kind of pulled from that, so, but since I never played it, I don't know what was pulled from there, so I'm just going to pretend like everything is new. Okay, fair enough. Which is probably maybe not too fair to people that play Wii well, Fit Plus. Well, basically you're giving a rundown of what's there. Yeah, so... I mean, not only to start, I mean, something really small. This one has achievements. Like, every, it seems like every Wii, Wii-centric game is going to have achievements or stamps or whatever. Stamps, yeah. yeah. Not to be confused Accomplishments. With yeah, accomplishments, because stamps are now the Miiverse thing, as we were discussing earlier. Yeah. Accomplishments. They used to be stamps. Wii Sports Resort, they were stamps. But now stamps Wait, I think I think they're called achievements in this game. Really? They just lifted that right from... I'm pretty sure they have to be accomplishments. Achievements is... I don't have to double check, but... Well, either way, you get rewarded for doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, like, oh, you get rewarded for completing a training a certain number of times or right. this and that. Right. But, um, I guess, after, and then after that, I mean, like Jason mentioned, you can make communities, and these pretty much are the solution for, like, oh, you don't want to be posting on me with your weight or all these other kind of sensitive information that you might be self-conscious about. So yeah. you create these communities that you could, I don't know, I guess then invite specific people, and then you could... Or just put out your share. code publicly and people can join. Yeah. I mean, if there's enough interest... We could totally do a Grand Nintendo one. Mm-hmm. Just just putting that out there. If anyone ends up with the game and wants to have a Grand Nintendo community, hit us up on Twitter or something and we'll make it happen. Yeah. Continue. Sorry. But um, <laughs> the community, um, it's not like a, it's kind of its own menu, but it's kind of this thing that just kind of, once you join a community, you have to, you cannot change your community for, I think, 24 hours it is. That's how it is with clubs and Wii Sports. You have to stick with your club. Yeah, something like that. But, um... Pretty much once you're in the community, it just stays active the whole time you're playing We Fit You. So whenever you finish an activity or an exercise and I'll tell you, do you want to post to Miiverse? It's really just saying, do you want to post to that specific community? Right. Because I've posted like four or five things already, but it it wasn't coming on the feed. It was coming out on just that community. Right. And since it's a really small community, I mean, you get a bunch of yeahs and you get a bunch of like random comments. It, it's kind of nice. Like, you... Does it? Doesn't it? I remember reading this somewhere. Doesn't it? Not only so you're all, you're posting to your specific community, but doesn't it also like pull stats from your community and like display them throughout the game and stuff? Like, isn't everything you do oh, no, yeah, in yeah. We Fit You like tied into the so, community's progress? I guess on like on 
on the ground level, when you go, like, there is a community tab, and you could go, and you could click there, and also on the bottom screen, or I guess I should say on the bottom half of the screen. Right. The top half has the menu, the bottom half has just a bunch of random me's from that community just waltzing around or doing whatever. And you could a tap A private uh, Warawara Plaza. Almost. Yeah, like, like, they'll be working out in place. It's like a little gym. And um, you could tap them, and you could see what their stats are. You could see how many calories they've burned, how much exercise they've done. And you could also see the last... All, you know, you can see all the training they've done. You can see every single exercise they did and right. their score. That's kind of cool. So it, there's so much stat tracking. That That's kind of what I really like about this game. Right. It just keeps track of everything. And um, when you're doing um, any activity, it'll tell you, like, the other person's high score. Or and I, I guess I'll get into the fit meter now. Like, the fit meter, just because it gets into the whole community thing later. Mm-hmm. So the fit meter, it's really just a pedometer, but with it's the a added walker with a new with a new casing. Yeah, but with <laughs> the added bonus, I guess, of now tracking elevation. So right. when you go on your walks, like I mean, yeah, it'll just track how many feet you've like elevated or like descended. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you get back home, oh yeah, when you get back home, you transfer it into the yeah, into the Wii U, and then it keeps track of it. Into That's the it. Uh, what infrared or something? yeah, just infrared. You just point it at the on on the Wii yeah, U. Yeah, just pass. like the Poker Walker, right. And it'll just give you that nice graph that Iwata went through in so much detail. Oh, yeah, for 10 minutes in a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Another example of Nintendo I mean, going it, into it, a little too much detail. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that the, de- the amount of detail, like the, po- the Poke Walker, the fit meter gives you, <laughs> like, I don't know, it, it's really nice. You get to see, like, oh, you, yeah, I remember I that I stopped for 10 minutes right there because I was, I walked to Target, you can see the activity there, then right. I... I stopped then you browse play, Target. Then I stopped to play Octodad because they had it there. They have PS4s with Octodad running on them? Um, just a bunch of demos. Oh, 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 I thought it was only Octodad. I'm like, that's odd. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a crazy game. Like, it's cool. I play, We played it at Comic-Con, yeah. but it's just like, that's random. It's comfy, it was only yeah, it's Octodad. It's a comfy controller. Never yeah, it's really nice. Well, anyway. Yeah, so then you come back. But what one thing I noticed, though, um, it only tracks the most recent 24 hours. For some reason, I was under the impression that as long as you carry it, the next time you transfer all the data or just transfer everything up to that point. But well, that's kind of lame if it only has 24 hours. But it, what happens if you're, like, on vacation well, for a week? Well, from what I can tell, it's only the last 24 hours because I remember I had my my Wii Fit meter on a whole day, but then we ended up going out, like, Friday night, and then we didn't come back till like, past 12, and then when I came back and transferred it, it only did from, like, 12 a.m. on on, not the whole... Yeah, the whole period, so... That was a little... A, a tiny bummer, but I mean, it doesn't really affect you that much because you come back home and transfer it every day anyway. But one of the cool, nice things that I guess the way they turn it into a game, like the walking and the taking the yes. steps, every time you transfer it, it converts your steps into distances and elevations or whatever. So let's say I took 10,000 steps, which r- roughly translates to around four miles. So um, then they'll say, okay, they have all over the world, there are like different jogging courses that you could take. You could um, take a tour of New York, or you could walk around um, the Great Wall of China, or a bunch of just random destinations. And then, when you pick a course, you have to stick to that course, and then it'll transfer your four miles to that course. So you'll see a little me. You see your avatar just running four miles, the equivalent of four miles right, of that track. Right. And like, oh, you passed tonight, um, Times Square. Oh, you passed mm-hmm. um, they, they South pull photo- East, East Central Park or something. Or a central oh, the park. corner of Central Park. Yeah. Do, do they have? Do they pull photos as well? No, they're like little tiny drawings. Oh, good equivalent. enough. 
They just pop up as you run by them. So it's like you've been to New York. Yeah, it, it's kind of nice. <laughs> it, it's a very... No, that, that's actually... It's always funny. They have some crazy, some crazy ones, too, like the pyramids. And oh, stuff yeah, yeah. Like and Everest. Oh, well, yes, I mean, you have... Did you say that already? Yeah, yeah, well, you have Great Wall of China. You have, like, um, and these are small, like, the New York one was, like, maybe 20-something miles. Like, I already Yeah, Manhattan's it. tiny. You, and were, then, you wouldn't expect it, but it's actually really condensed. And then there's the Chicago one, which I'm doing right now, that's also really small. But then there's a 26-mile one, and there's some... I know, like, this one, one that's, like, over 200 miles. Mm-hmm. There's some ridiculously long ones. But um, what's really cool is that when you're part of a community, you'll see the, the heads that represent the means of other players that are in the community, and they'll show you their progress, and they'll tell you when you pass them and all that stuff. So, I don't know, it, it keeps it active. And as for elevation, I mean, if you're doing a lot of stairs, they're just climbing a lot. Or, right. just or going hiking, in an airplane. Or hiking. Or, or <laughs> I guess that'd be cheating. It, but, it um... I guess, like, instead of doing a jogging course, you'll do a climb. So, like, oh, do you want to climb the pyramids? Like you said, do you want to climb the Empire State? Yeah, the... Yeah, Empire State. Or, um... Statue of Liberty. Yeah, Statue of Liberty, which was, like, you could finish it like that, like, in one day. Well, yeah, Statue of Liberty is not tall at all. And then they also have Mount Everest, which will take forever. I just got ahead with my location when I said all those a minute ago. Oh, yeah. But, um... Yeah, so, I mean, and it also does the same thing. You could keep track of, like, the people you pass in your community. Right, right. Which is all nice and fun. <laughs> It's dandy. Yeah. So, I guess moving on from Fit Meter. Honestly, real quick before we move on, I was right. just going to say, this community thing, like this, I don't know why Nintendo's not promoting this heavier. Fit Meter's fine, whatever. But this sounds like the killer app. It's like social exercise, but only with the people you're comfortable with. Like, it's not It's not like at a gym where like everyone sees what you're doing and can make a comment to you. This is like, you're literally like, Hey, check! It's like it's like social media for fitness. Like this is, I don't, they could this could be huge if they market it right. I'm not sure. Yeah. This I feel like they swept this under the rug a little. It's just like, oh yeah, there's this thing here. It's over there. It, once you get the game, you'll get it. It's it's, it's there. No, like, like they, they should be like shining this from like the rooftops. This is a cool feature. No, like even on days when I don't actually like do any of the actual training or mini games on yeah. the Wii Fit U, like I still transfer my. My fit meter data, just like so I can make progress on those little maps and see where yeah. I am compared to other people. It's just like, and plus, like, like if you come ahead to take the fit meter everywhere, like I just, yeah. yeah, yeah. And with something like exercise and fitness, like having people there to encourage you, it makes or breaks your motivation for doing it. So like, it just seems like this is the this is the killer part of the of the software more so than the fit meter. I'd argue. Like, yeah. I don't know why. They're not playing this up. Or anyway. promoting it at all. But. Exactly. Well, yeah, they're not promoting it at all. But if they were promoted, they should really hone in on this, I think. Yeah. Because it sounds awesome. Like, this is making me want it. Like, the description you're just giving of all this stuff, where it's like, yeah, you see where everyone's rated on the map. Man, and man, that's not even I, the it's best. It's like, I don't even have a balance board, but I want this thing. Man, that's not even the best part. Like, some of these mini games. Oh, my God. Well, anyway. Yeah. So, I guess, like, the actual game part of it, like, I mean, it still has, like, the same Wii Fit tropes, like, where you have to, like, check in every day, you do a body test to see your tra- your progress towards that BMI that you want. Right. But, um, you still have your yoga, your strength training, your aerob- yeah, aerobics, and your mean- and your balance games, but now you also have dance. I haven't actually delved into dance that much, just because there's so many balance games that are just so addicting and fun that I just kind of stuck to that. But, um... So anyway, mm-hmm. so yoga, they've added some more yoga poses, they've added more, um, like, strength ones, like, different kinds of push-ups and stuff like that, and they don't, they don't tell you how to do the push-up right, but I mean, if you follow the, I guess, the trainer. That well, yeah, he shows trainer, you how to do it. Yeah, like, you'll, you'll, you'll be fine, and they also have a, a mirror mode option where if you put the gamepad position just right, you'll see yourself on the TV, like, half of the screen will be you doing the exercise, and the other That's half will be funny. the fit trainer. You know why that's funny? That's funny, because when... 
Nintendo, you know, did the whole video game fitness thing and kind of blew it up. And then Microsoft and Sony were like, yeah, well, we have a camera. So now you can see what you're doing and know how to improve. And now Nintendo's like, oh, yeah? Well, we got it, too. You just need to put your gamepad over there. Like, it's just funny how it came full circle. Yeah. I don't know if anything, it kind of works out nicely that you have the gamepad to look at while you're doing all these exercises. Because sometimes, like, the TV isn't always positioned in that right height. Because you want to be looking at, like, the exercise. Like, okay, when do I go up? Like, am I doing it right? Right. So you could, so if you're doing push-ups, you could put the gamepad, like, literally right under your face. And you don't have to, like, twist your head up or anything. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I think having the gamepad is, like, a huge... Just having it there is like uh, pretty awesome. I think yeah, but um, as for the so the balance games, there's like maybe five of them, five or six. There's a good amount of them that actually use the gamepad, mm-hmm. and and those are fun. Like this one, the one that I guess Nintendo showed off a lot was Hose Down. That's the one where you use the balance board as a pedal to shoot water at mud monsters. Right, right, and they're like on a wall. They're like in a house and they're opening windows and you're shooting. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That one's fun. It's it's kind of like doing a. A half lunge the whole time. Right, because you have to put all your weight on one. Yeah, and you keep. Do they have you alternate feet? No, that's weird. You're gonna be lopsided when you stop. Well, no, I mean you're you're, (laughs) you're not. I mean you're just like stepping on a pedal. I mean you're. I know. I'm saying. I'm saying. Do they have you alternate like the side of the balance board you're pressing your foot on, so you do it with both feet in the end, or else you're gonna be only exercising half your. When you're lunging, you lunge with one foot forward and one foot back, but then one muscle will be. Better oh, than well, the other. You oh, have to do both sides. Well, I mean, I guess asking. you could do the mini game again with just the other foot. Oh, I just ask if Nintendo does it for if oh. Nintendo's like, you should do it. Well, no, I mean, it's just a balance game, I guess. It's just like, for the, their logic is like, oh, just try to keep still the whole time. Okay, that makes Oh, it's more balanced. Yeah, it's, okay. yeah, it's about keeping still. Otherwise, they would go in another kind oh, of Oh, I thought, I thought they were more interested in getting you to make that oh, no, push no. that uh, foot pedal motion. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, okay. that's, yeah, that's how these are balance games. They just, yeah, try to keep balance. <laughs> yeah. But, um, oh, yeah, so I guess, like, if you just touch the the balance board like you'll do like a smooth stream of water but if you like stomp on it you'll you're not not too hard obviously yeah you shoot like a big burst of water that will like instantly take out some people mm-hmm. so that one's fun and frantic but um i guess the next one dessert course i think that one's probably one of my more favorite ones now when you're you're standing on top of the gamepad and you're walking in place to go you're a waiter and you're delivering food to the hungry customers yeah. so like a milkshake will appear on top of you will appear on the gamepad, which is your plate, and you have to balance it on your on your hands, like you're, you're holding up a, a tray. Mm-hmm. And so you have to walk it over without spilling it or dropping it. And eventually, they'll give you two different items, or maybe sometimes they'll get a spherical item or anything like that. And I don't know, it's just fun and really hard. It's really hard. Yeah, see that one, I could see how balance obviously factors in more so than the yeah, because like one. you want to be running fast, but when you're running fast, the food will start moving towards you. Right, so you have to right. counterbalance it and. There'll be other waiters walking around, and they'll bump into you, or you can bump into mm-hmm. other people. And no, uh, also the fact that like it's, I mean, every like wee blank game like uses pulls the me that you have, so it's also right. just fun. Like, oh look, I'm serving it to this person, yeah. and blah blah blah. So um, yeah, and then they also have like an obstacle course. This one doesn't use the gamepad, but you do like run in place, and turning does take a time, does take a long time to get used to, like because you have to kind of turn your body, mm-hmm. but you're, I guess it. Re- it takes more note of you turning your feet as opposed to your body, so... Yeah. Well, that makes sense, because yeah. it can always sense Yeah, yeah. Basically, you don't really turn the way you would turn in real life that much. Right. So it's kind of weird. Right. But once you get used to it, it's easy. But the obstacle course, I mean, you do, like, you jump over obstacles, you have to um, dodge giant balls, you have to run on on big platforms that shift the weight, so you have to kind of counterbalance it. Yeah. And then there's, like, comparable sound. It's, it's also... It's really fun. Controls the same as obstacle course. I mean, as the waiting one, the dessert course. But 
I don't know if it's different. It's more jogging and relaxing, but also frantic at the same time. Right. It's weird. Right. One that kind of caught me by surprise that I didn't think was going to be this one is called Core Lunge. That one, yeah, you, that name just sounds boring. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you're pretty much doing, um, I guess, a bobsled. No, not a bobsled. You're just, like, on a, I guess, a, a one-man sled. And you're mm-hmm. just doing, like, a half sit-up the whole time. And that thing gives your abs, like, such a workout. Like, they were hurting by the end of it. Because, like, cause I, I didn't want to cheat and, like, put my hands behind my back or, like, use my hands in any way. Mm-hmm. So I was just doing that half sit-up. But you kind of have to hold, you have to hold the Wii board from the front just so you could, like, shift your weight better to do right, the turns. Right, I don't know, it's, it's really fun just, like, trying not to hit the walls, but also while keeping your waist from falling down just because, I don't know, you, you feel the burn. You definitely feel the burn. It's one of the true exercise. It's, yeah. Yeah, like, I could see myself, like, I did that one, like, a few times just because I wanted to get a really high score, but then by the end, I'm like, wow, it felt like I did a really good amount of I mean, it's working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. But that one, then, I don't know, and I guess it, one also nice thing that they rolled out not too long ago in an update was, um, now they tell you exactly what part of your body you're working out the most. They didn't say that before? That seems like an oversight. I don't know, it, it kind of just snuck in this, it's like, oh, like, look at this chart, like, now it told you, like, oh, you're working out your arms, back, right. legs. That's feet, handy to have. And apparently, like, I mainly just work out my, my legs, because I just like to do all the walking and those kind of the things. It so. requires the least amount of effort, that's probably why. Yeah, don't worry, I'm the same way, oh. I'm just saying. Oh, well, they're the most fun. It's, yeah, it's know. the simplest ones, too. Yeah, but I went for the more gamey ones. Yeah. Eventually. Well, we are gamers first, fitness gurus second. Yeah, so, so eventually I'll try to make more time to do the other one just because yeah. they are fun. Just busy life schedules. Right, right. right. So yeah, so so overall, so far, I mean, the thing with Wii Fit is it's hard to get like a general like idea with Wii Sports, where it's just like here's what it is because it's you, an ongoing process. Especially but, if you don't have a balance board. I mean, the balance board like well, you need it. You can't play. I know. It. Well, yeah, that's right. I mean, because I mean, if you don't have a balance board, I mean, you're going to be investing a lot more money. Actually, yeah. It's like they're, 80 bucks. They're $20 used at GameStop, if you can find them, apparently. But... I'm like, wow, that's really and, cheap. Uh, but on the other hand, if you just pay the 80 or whatever, it's going to cost in, this, in mid-December when it, the retail version comes out, you get the full game, you get the balance board, and you get a Wii Fit meter for only... Oh, no. That's still $40 more than if you get the well, Fit yeah. meter and used. Good point. Yeah, because especially right now, because you could get it for free. Yeah. I mean, the game. Yeah. So, I mean, if you could... If you already have the balance board, like, you should get it. It's... Um, the balance board is still like as very sensitive and accurate as ever. So right, it aged well. Yeah, it, it aged well. really well. Like, um, I'm surprised. Like, not well. I guess I'm not surprised actually that a lot of games don't use it and don't use it well as well as this. I mean, I know Punch Out tried to use it, and it was and it was well. Those are all because they're just gimmicky. Apps. Oh yeah, this yeah, is yeah. core functionality. Oh yeah. So oh, I, on the I mean, really tiny thing to mention, mm-hmm. but they do have the other Wii Fit games. They didn't really have a multiplayer mode. This kind of does. In the sense that you just click multiplayer mode, and then... <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, I mean, but... What is the multiplayer mode? It's pretty much, like, all the balanced minigames, or all the mini games. but uh, instead of um you going until the time runs out, the moment you mess up, you automatically lose. And whoever it, lasts longest wins. Well, yeah, and then it just tells you, like, oh, okay, pick the me of the next person who's going to try it. Right. So, I mean, they didn't have to do that, because you could do it manually, but it's nice that they did. Now yeah. it just gives you that option, and it doesn't mess with your... With your training, so right, it doesn't it knows separate. that there's other me's. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I guess, cool. I guess my question was, unless there's some other specifics you're going to get into. Mm, um, no, just... Yeah, I guess my question was, so obviously you're only a week or so in, a little more. And this is the type of thing they need to play for months to really know if it was worth the time investment. But as of right now, 
Is it the type of thing like if you have a bounce board, even if you haven't touched it in six months, you should dig it out and download this and buy a fit meter and just dive in? Or I would, and not like I mean for the mini games, like they're really fun. I mean, there isn't any other games like this in any right. way that you can get without. I mean, just a combination of gamepad and balance board game that you're right. getting are just they're just so it's unique a big and board fun. and a little board. Yeah. So I mean, okay, so yeah, so. It's a must try. <laughs> a must try. It is nice that it's free until uh, January thirty first. Yeah. Which actually, that's something worth noting. Is um, it is you have thirty days to play it for free, but it's thirty days of play, not a thirty day period. So you have till January thirty first, but you can skip a week and come back, and it won't take away seven days, which is kind of cool. At least that's how I was reading online. Is that that's true, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so um, anything else you want to add before no. we wrap up with our big contest? Yeah, I was able to fit everything ah. into this little... So it sounds, like, it sounds like we're kind of on the same page about, like, both the games we talked about, where it's like, yeah, if you like this game, it's predecessor, you will like this one. If you don't, because you don't have the balance board, or you just didn't like Wii Sports, then maybe not. But for those who do, check it out, type of thing. Yeah. Which I guess is why Nintendo made them free, because they know that people try and don't like them. Well, you know, what a shock. Alright, so that pretty much does it for the news and games we're going to talk about this episode. We do have that giveaway, though. So, uh, well, first, quick note, it is our two-year anniversary uh, on November 20th. So, just want to say, we said this back in episode 50, just want to reiterate it. Thank you for listening. It's you guys that make this possible. It's, well, yeah. It's you guys that make this possible. It's you guys that make us want to keep doing this. And, you know, we appreciate every single one of you and, and whatnot. It sounds so insincere, and I'm like, and whatnot, but no, seriously, it, it means a lot. It really does, and the site's grown in crazy ways in the past two years, I'd say, and, you know, we hope to Unexpected keep, ways. Unexpected ways, and we hope to keep that going, and we hope to do even more cool stuff in the future, so uh, thank you for sticking with us. Continue to stick with us. I mean, there it's certainly interesting times for the Wii U right now, so if nothing else, you can hear how it continues to fail, and then kind of succeed, and then fail, and then kind of succeed, and rinse and repeat. But with that said, no, sir, I like I feel like I'm not sounding enthusiastic about this, but really, it means a lot that you guys listen, so thank you. Um, with that said, we're rewarding you for that listening. This is our way of saying thank you better than my weird monotone sentence, which I don't know why I'm suddenly so, like, emotionless. But, um, so here's what we're doing. Here's the giveaway. Anyone that's listened to the show for any decent amount of time knows that I am really bad at beating my games. There's a reason we call our impressions impressions and not full-on reviews. Because they're, you know, we play as much as we can before the next episode, and then we talk about what we've played, and it's never a definitive definitive verdict. There's never a score. It's always just what we played. I have a habit, as we've kind of alluded to on the show for, of not going back to the games and beating them. Like, I'll play it, and I'll get pretty far in it, I'll really enjoy it, but then other games come out, or other stuff comes up, and it just kind of fades away into the background. So... For the giveaway, what we're going to do is I'm going to beat a game, and you're going to tell me which one. It's getting to the point where this is just getting ridiculous. I have to beat a game. Like, I can't host a, co-host a Nintendo podcast and not beat anything ever. So, kind of kind of play off that. We are going to give a $20 eShop credit for you to use however you want. And all you need to do to enter to win it is leave a comment on the blog post for episode 57. Once again, the title of today's episode is Strikes, Aces, and Balance Boards. Just leave a comment and tell me. That I need to either beat Super Mario 3D World or Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds. They come out the same day. It's fair game. There's no reason why shit, you know, there's no like, oh, that one came out first. They're literally, I'm getting them at the same time on Friday the 22nd. And you're telling me which one I'm playing first and beating. So the deal goes like this. 
We will pick one win winner at random uh, in our next episode. So tune in to on December 1st for that one. Of all the people that enter, just all you need to say is which game. If you want to give a reason, that'd be even better. If you want to make fun of my bad gaming skills, go nuts. But just tell me the game, and the deal is I am going to beat it by the end of the year. So by December 31st at 11.59 p.m., I will tweet out a screenshot of the, not game, of the, like, finished screen. And I don't necessarily mean 100%ing. I mean just beating the main story, getting to the thanks for playing, getting to the whatever the equivalent of that is. So I will get that. I will tweet it out. If I do not do this by December 31st, we are giving a second eShop credit away. So if I fail at this goal, come January 1st, we will pick a second person from the list of people who name off which game I should beat, and that person will get $10 in eShop credit. So, it goes like this. Guaranteed 20 bucks for one person. Uh, just by naming which game you think I should beat. Automatically entered. If I fail, 10 bucks to a second person who will also be chosen at random. So I'm kind of raising the stakes here because I'm going. This is all. This is out of my pocket. Ooh, ten bucks. That could potentially be a Bowser. That's card. that's like a trip to like, yeah. No, it, well, there yeah, could ba be. Bowser's a ten dollar. That's one. true. That's true. And basically, I'm giving up like lunch one day. Like I'm, I can't go to Jersey Mike's one day or something, which is an awesome sandwich place. You've never heard of it. Because, <laughs> don't, don't take that away from him. Yeah, don't take that away oh, from me. Oh no, you <laughs> don't, don't. I can't take yeah, that away from me. I mean, so yeah, the stakes are very high here. So all you need to do once again is just leave a comment, mm, tell me if steak. I should be. Yes. Tell me if I should beat Super Mario 3D World or if I should beat Zelda Link Between Worlds. That's weird <laughs> that they're both called World. <laughs> it just dawned on me that they're releasing two World games on the same day. Anyway, well, and I will have world. one of those beat by the end of the year. That is my promise to you. And one of you is going to walk away with $20 in eShop credit. Just for naming the game. It's that simple. So go to the blog post, leave a comment. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Ramtown to make sure you don't miss the next episode, which is hitting December 1st, where we will be announcing the lucky person who named the game and walked away with 20 bucks for no logical reason whatsoever. Um, also, you can follow us on Twitter individually. I'm JSR7. Jose is Wero. That's W-E-I-R-O underscore O. We're also on Meverse, which, as you know, based on the top of the show, is now coming to 3DS. So follow us on Meverse in preparation. If you have a Wii U, follow us in preparation for 3DS. If you have a 3DS, do this in a month. But you can follow me at uh, Jason R. And if it's Mario 3D World that I'm playing, I will be charting my progress. Just FYI. And even if it's Zelda, if it's if Meverse launches soon enough, well, I can chart my progress in there. Or you can follow Jose at Wero once again with the crazy spelling and the underscore and all that jazz. So... Uh, we will see you in two weeks for our next episode. Uh, definitely stay tuned for our next set of episodes. We're going to be talking Mario 3D World Impressions. We're going to be talking Zelda Link Between World Impressions. I'm going to be being one of those games because I have to now. And, uh, yeah, that pretty much does it. We'll have all the latest news and whatnot, and we hope you have a good Thanksgiving. We'll see you at the tail end of the Thanksgiving weekend on December 1st.